Hello and welcome to the CastCast. I'm Ilse. I'm Ella. And I'm Jess. Who are you? Castiel. Today, we are covering... <laughs> so this is kind of a big one, guys. We... Listen. We've had a lot of anticipation for this one. I don't know. Um, I don't want to let anyone down. So, be, be nice. But please... Lower your expectations. Lower your expectations right now. <laughs> I, I'm in this... In, in, I think... Ella re- recreationally refers to this as the soup. Um, when you are a little bit <laughs> out of it, <laughs> um, and that's where I'm at right now. So, yeah, we're gonna be covering uh, season five, episode four, the end, written by Ben Edlund and directed Ooh. by Steve Boyum. Um, first aired on the first of October of two thousand. But before we do that, we have a little bit of a mailbag to answer. Um, we got a follow-up. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we got a little follow-up from You Don't Know Shit About Cats, who said, thanks so much for answering my silly cue, which is, you're so welcome. We love to do this. <laughs> we love to answer questions. We would love it. We love that. Um, Whoever is listening, we would love it if you sent us a question. Send us a question. We're, do you see how nice we are about it and we have so much fun doing it? Yeah. Um, so uh, previously we joked that we first thought that their, uh, URL was referenced, um, to Cass. Like I said, you don't know shit about Cass. And, uh, they said, Ari, my URL, I would never assume Cass superiority over anyone else, but I do think it's funny to so easy (laughs) to so it's so easy to misread when you're in, in the SBN mindset. You understand us. Um, this is, I, I mean... It's, it's like pattern recognition, you know? I think this just happens. Mm. Um, they also say, you talked about Bella a few eps back, and I would like to posit to you, as much as I love Crowley and Rip to Drowley and Crossdiel, but what if Bella had been the <laughs> king of hell? You're the cast cast, so fully get it if you decide not to answer this, Elmeo. Love your Mahi. Your podcast is a bright spark in a weary week. Thank you. And then the little emoji with the three hearts over the face, which is a favorite in the chat. So thank you for that. Um... <laughs> that's so it's sweet it's so cute so how do you guys feel about this question what if bella had been the king of hell what what then yeah it would have fucked it would have been so cool um i feel like uh you know she's really smart and i can totally buy that she would have like you know used connections and stuff and manipulated things and you know when crowley died I, yeah I, I why not absolutely like Maybe then her and Rowena can have a bit of like a side quest, like drama happening in season. I 15. do believe they would grow boss the shit out of everything. Like it would be, just, it would just be a lot, like an intense energy. Have you ever spent time around like um, just very capable people who have a very specific vibe? Like they were maybe in the same. I don't know. I don't want to say sorority, but it's that kind of that. Uh, the energy there is decidedly like we are women and we are better than you. Um, that's what I get from that. Um, my first response to that is go read Fata Morgana by one of my favorite authors, Orange Crush, this. who doesn't write for Supernatural anymore. And if you know this person, any listener, if you know this person <laughs> and you just want to be like, 
you slip them, you know, a 20, Venmo me, I'll get you back for it. But like slip them a 20 and be like, just, you know, would it hurt you to write a little more Destiel? <laughs> Orange Crush gets it. Um, so there's that. And then it would be so cool if Bella was king of hell, but I don't, I don't know. Like, maybe Bella's not that kind of girl. You know what mm. I mean? Like, she wanted money and she wanted comfort and she wanted luxury. Right. Does she want to be in charge of things? Does she want responsibility? That I don't That's know. That's an interesting question. I think she would crush it undeniably, but I could see her, like, Rowena being king of hell and Bella being, like, also high ranking, but not necessarily, like, the one who's in the throne. You okay, know? that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, I guess, like, you know, she could be, like, she's reaping the rewards of not being, like, uh, getting tortured in hell. Right. Like, she gets to mm-hmm. just chill. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Like, the, 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 that, that power comes with the, uh, with responsibility. <laughs> um, uh, wow, just like Spider-Man. Crazy. I don't, I was halfway <laughs> in it before I could back out. Um, so, okay. <laughs> um, but I think that, it is a, a a good point, and also maybe she wouldn't like to be tied down to such a maybe stagnant position. Like, there's a lot you have mm-hmm. to take care of, um, and you can't be flitting around doing whatever. Even though Crowley does flit around doing whatever, he seems to have a plan most of the time. He yeah. does that. Like he has a strategy, and then he's also just mooning after Dean, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> sorry personal take i love him he's so funny anyway um yeah i'm laughing because you're right and i'm just thinking about them (laughs) yeah i it's also like in the show not super clear like what does the king of hell like what does he do you know what do they do like what does he do all day like i don't know some of it crowley just sort of like really sucks shows up and like is helpful or unhelpful depending on you know what they need him to be right and they being the writers, like the plot. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think it's interesting that they, <laughs> they have a, a, a lot of this. Well, we don't really need to get into it until much later. But like, yeah, the the structures are super unclear. And when they clear it up, they make it unsexy and unfair. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, do we I think we do find out more of like the day-to-day things later on but i don't remember them that well i don't remember being interested in them when we found them out i was like oh this is the least cool way you could have did this interesting that you found Mm -hmm. that great of course of course that's that's what happens though um but yeah thank you for sending us another ask that was lovely um do you guys have any closing thoughts on this on this uh, statement I was just thinking Justice that like Bella. it wouldn't even Yeah. Um I was just thinking that it wouldn't even have to be the same actor, but they also like just kind of forgot about vessels and souls and how it wouldn't work like that later on with Rowena. So I guess if Rowena can just be in hell looking like herself, then so can Bella. <laughs> well, okay. Not to be pedantic, but um I think when you get dragged to hell you stay looking the same like maybe you're we don't know to get into it but we see dean originally in hell on the meat hooks um looking like himself right so maybe it's like your soul looks like yourself and then gets fucked up and then you know 
Oh, God. The metaphysics of this show suck. They make no sense. Some of it's really fun. And then they get, they explain it and you're like, no longer fun. Thank you. They just wanted to put Jensen up on those hooks. Right. Like, I feel like the detail, the the issue is, like, not that there's an, it's like there's too much detail. They try to explain too much of it. And it's like, oh, just take me from point A to point F. I don't actually need to know B, C, D, E. You know, but they're like, no, let me tell you about B, C, D, E. And I'm like, but that doesn't make you sense. You made it a boardroom. You made it a boardroom and I didn't want yeah. that. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I, I appreciate this ask. I appreciate the, the vision and the scope of imagining Bella as like climbing the ranks because yeah. that works for her. But I do think I feel Jess's point of she's a bit of a drifter. She's a bit of a she can't be tied down. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Anyway. Um, I'm going to read this fic tonight, I think. <laughs> really good. Orange Crushed. Uh, uh, <laughs> miss you. Miss you. <laughs> miss you, baby. Which fic did you say, by the way? Is Orange Crushed? It's Fata it's, Morgana. Um, Fata Morgana. I don't know how yes. you pronounce it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not actually sure how you pronounce Whatever, it. Whatever, we know how to uh, say But we'll Morgana. put it in the show notes. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just making a note for the show notes. Okay. It's too late. Uh, I already put it in God the it. channel. Right. It's in there. <laughs> I was writing it down by hand so I wouldn't make a noise either. Look at me. Anyway. No, I'm <laughs> clacking <laughs> over here. In a way. You sure are. Because <laughs> I, I don't want the editing clack. to be too easy no, for you. No, you guys want to keep, 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 keep the two of us on our toes. And I think that's fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's very cool. Yes, I want to keep you sharp. Um. Okay. So. What about this episode? <laughs> co-hosties. <laughs> We are talking about <laughs> the end. This is a big episode. And I think um, we're going to do this twice at the beginning and at the end. But what, how do you like feel about it? Um, I love it. <laughs> I'm complicated. Do you want to like expand yeah, on please. that? Do you want to like talk about your relationship to the end? It's, I feel like it's complex. Yeah, um, I I love it. Um, I remember like when I was watching it, just like, when I was kind of speed running the show and not being thinking that it was going to become such a thing. This is definitely one of the episodes where I was like, Oh fuck, I need to like really watch this episode. Something is happening. Um, and then like, of course I, it must be mentioned DTA after reading that <laughs> and then watching this episode, it's like actually bonkers. Um, <laughs> but that's like, that's obviously a niche experience. Do you want to give like an, overview of dta because i don't know that everybody and i don't know that we've done it on the show but just like give a you know yeah just elevator pitch yeah yeah for this i fic. guess i can do that um so basically the concept of the fic is that at the end of this episode um it's obviously presumed that that Cass is dead that he dies along with the other people um that dean brings on like that final mission um, but in DTA, what happens is that cast doesn't die. Um, and then, so we, it starts with him basically as soon as this episode ends or as soon as that time jump happens where Dean gets pulled back, that's where DTA like kicks off. Um, and then the Dean in DTA, um, has been somehow brought from, uh, it's, it's not described exactly when, but sometime early season seven, just after, um, that Cass has died, he has been like sucked into uh the inverse, I guess you would call it. And um 
yeah, and then like it's basically what happens after that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain without spoilers, but <laughs> it's 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 basically if the canon of Supernatural split off at that point in season seven, mm. there is a whole different kind of um, magical system. Like that still makes sense. It's like it's you know how they obviously didn't have everything sorted out by that time. It kind of diverts in certain ways. Like it's pretty similar, but it's there's there is a few different uh, kind of magic rules and stuff. Mm. And then yeah, it's kind of just like a, a fake dating fic. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. It is. It is. Like, that That could be a tag. I don't know okay. what it is, but um, I don't want to spoil it. Can, can I give it a slice it's, Yeah, it's it? one of the many. It's one of the, like, yeah. they're, they're like, everyone's like, why are, is he spending so much time with Cass? And Cass is, like, trying to manage this dude who's from... Oh, yeah. Okay. So then I guess, like, you find this out. Yeah, you find this out, like, pretty straight away, but... They don't yeah. tell everybody that the original Dean has died and the other Dean right. pretends to be him. Right. So um, And that's so has why to there's... kind of take on the role that that Dean right. had. And then everyone yeah. just assumes they're dating and they just kind of roll with it. Complicated. It's Complicated is the point of DTA. They're like, what if we made it more complicated? Um, and did you mention that it's a million words long? No, I don't think you mentioned it. Oh, this, yeah. Um, it's currently incomplete. I feel like that's like the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's 1.2 million <laughs> at least at the moment. Yeah. 1.2 million. So that's fun. And I haven't read it, mm-hmm. but I will say if you enjoy that kind of thing, I think you might also enjoy the book Station 11 and then the TV show that they made on HBO about it, of that book. Mm-hmm. Um but it's also like post apocalyptic You got it. You got it. Post apocalyptic. Mhm. Mm-hmm fiction about like the way people relate to each other and like making community after the end no magic and station mm. 11 though that rules but it always makes me think of that and i don't know if if dta enjoyers are known to enjoy station 11 that's actually interesting i think a lot of people will be interested in this uh point of yours yeah there has to be thank you <laughs> thank you there has to be a lot of there has to be an overlap uh, between the yeah. cast class I'm interested I'm interested in it so I imagine that there are others right. um, yeah. but yeah it kind of has its own uh separate fandom within like <laughs> especially I feel like the Tumblr yeah. fandom <laughs> but, but it's been around for a while so there's a lot of people who have been reading it like since the start like it's a whole thing yeah it's it's kind of intense um I I do need to I feel like I I read Map of the World the first installment the first part um, and I feel like a lot of it just blew past me because it is so complicated and, um, it was making reference to stuff I couldn't remember from the show immediately. So I, I think. Yeah. Like I, I don't read a lot of like high concept kind of fantasy stuff. So when I started reading it, I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> um, and it is on purpose a little bit. Yeah. I kind of. I felt like I should have been taking notes to just like be like, okay, so this person has that. And the, which I, I don't like to do homework when I'm reading like fanfic, <laughs> brain shut off time. But um, no, it's pretty good. And I do like a lot of the symbolism. Yeah, it, it's not like, it doesn't read like a lot of fanfics. It reads very much like well. just a whole separate <laughs> book series. Besides like, obviously you have to know who the main core characters are, but yeah, you know, it's, 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 yeah. And, and like, it is very, it's not, like, for everyone. Like, there's definitely, like, people who start it and they're, like, 
why is this sentence like a paragraph genuinely long? but um one of my i don't know i love that uh, it, it can work but sometimes it's just like you didn't need to do like come on guys you didn't need to do this um but it's um yeah anyway we you get it okay that's gta Elsa, any thoughts on the episode, the end, outside of DTA? I felt like it would be remiss (laughs) of us not to talk about DTA at the beginning of this, but this episode is about, this episode of the podcast is about the the episode of Supernatural, the end. If you guys want to have Ella talk about DTA, we could arrange that and we could like interview her. We certainly can. No, no, it's fine. I I talk about DTA enough on my own time. So (laughs) let's talk about the end. (laughs) Let's talk about the end. I like this episode. I find it really sad. Um, but here's something I, I do mm. want to like put to you and we'll talk about it again, I think at the end of the episode, do you think yeah. this is a true future or <gasps> is this something that Zach devised for, to put Dean in the psychological torture chamber? And I don't want to yeah. know what the writers said or anything like that. I want to know what your take is from watching the episode. I also, I, I don't know what the writer said, um, but mm. I th- feel like it's one of those things where, the episode is not 100% clear on it. It only kind of offers a few little clues. Um, mm-hmm. One of them that I noted is that uh, Dean specifically calls out to Zach, like, is this a trick? And and Zach says that, like, the time for tricks is over. Mm-hmm. So that, make, that to me makes it feel like he's saying, like, it's not a trick. But also mm-hmm. he could just be, like, talking shit. Um, and the other thing is that, like, Although we've seen Zach, like, obviously do... What's that episode called? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Terrible Life. It's a Terrible Life. Yeah. Um, In that, all he did was, like, he adapted just Sam and Dean and then, like, built a, you know, put them somewhere real. He Um, put them in a situation. (laughs) Yeah, he put them in in an area and he put them in a situation. Uh Um, And whereas this one is, like, an entire separate universe. Yeah, and so it's Ooh. like I that that makes me feel that it is uh, actual like from that point where he takes him that it is the reality of the world. But I don't think the episode is clear on it. Am I missing something? Or what do you? I think, think you did a very good job covering <laughs> just the implications. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my take on it is that there are a couple of things that I think is weird. Like I don't really truly fully get. Um, like some of the cast characterization, I, I'm just like this guy's lame. Um, but I, I, I mean, that's my point of view. Um, actually, I didn't think I, I don't. He's been through some shit. Yeah, He's yeah. been through some different shit. It's a, you know, it's it's lame to say that's just how I roll. It's lame. You sound like a loser. Yeah, no. Um, that's that's. I I said like I love this episode, but if I could fix this episode we definitely have to talk about that scene because yeah um, anyway um i think the <laughs> script is important to bring up there oh uh, i don't think i mentioned actually how i feel about this episode did i oh yeah oh i don't know um feel free okay so how i feel about this episode is speak i i enjoy a lot of the um stylistic choices and i enjoy the fact that jensen ackles acting at jensen ackles is pretty good like yeah. he was acting it's, at nothing and he he did it um it's really good i'm gonna call it out later but there are a few scenes where i was like holy shit <laughs> and it was like you could feel this dynamic felt like it was like it felt real 
Um, I think one of the things that makes this episode stand out to me is that um, 2019 is so likable because you get to make 2014 Dean be bad guy Dean. Um, and all the best parts of 2019 stay and he uses those to question all of the like bad parts of him that come to the front when he's like the leader of a militia. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it. I think to me, this is again, a little bit more Dean studies episode than I would like to have on the cast cast, but that's unfortunately <laughs> nature of the show. Um, They're all fucking Dean episodes. We have what to. Say Dean have yeah, to I was gonna say that. at yeah. this point, <laughs> we don't have a Sam studies episode like for a while. I feel like um, this is one of those episodes as well that I think, like we we kind of talked about this with like um, four hundred one Lazarus Rising. Mm-hmm. Some episodes of the show just feel like they have a bigger budget, more care put into oh, yeah. them. Like they, they, they feel yeah. like they're almost like their own separate show. Right. Um, and then we cut back to the standard quality, like in the next episode or whatever. Right. Um, and this is one of those episodes I feel like. Genuinely. I think this comes down to style. Um, like just like coming at it with a little bit of flair. Um, I'll, I'll yeah. Out, but bit yeah. of like extra effort in the cinematography. Like yeah, the script just the feels a bit tighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, and then what was the question that you actually asked? Do we think this is real or trickery? <clears throat> I think I I don't think Zach is powerful enough to pull up out uh, to pull off setting up a whole world like that. I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. Like now that I said it, I was like, well. Yeah, that's the thing. We just don't really know exactly what the scope of like the angels' powers are in that regard. Like. Um, and then also, like, we know that time travel is possible, right. so it's, like, yeah. True. Yeah. It's unclear. Um, I like. what, I, what I was thinking just now is I do think that the scene at the end where Zachariah is asking him to say yes and he's, like, looking at him with this confidence and almost, like, a sympathy. Um, this actor is so good. Kurt Fuller, I think he is. Um, mm-hmm. He's so fun to Shout watch. Out. I have a great Kinga. time. Kinga. Um, but when he is asking Dean, he's like, just do it. Just say yes. Because you know, like, we're going to be fucked either if you don't. Like, or you guys will be fucked or whatever. Um, it, I think that he goes, he, he has this very sympathetic, like, expectant, like, uh, come to Jesus kind of look on his face. And then when Gene, when, when Dean says no, <laughs> well, he's always in him. It's not my fault. Um, when he says no, he like has this moment of rage. I don't think that it was trickery. I think he dropped him in in a future. I think the future is kind of a okay. silly way to to talk about time. Yeah, but anyway, all right, Jess, what's your what's your point of view? I think this is uh, made up by uh, Zach. Yeah. I think everything adheres so perfectly to exactly what Dean would not want. And everybody keeps telling him to say yes to Michael. Yeah. That's um, so I think that it is created by Zach, but I like that we've got um, opposing viewpoints. And I think a strong point for it not being completely fabricated is that we haven't seen an angel create a completely false uh, environment before. Like we, they've moved them forward and backward in time. They've like, shifted dean and sam into a different uh environment but like Mm -hmm. never completely made something entirely false except for actually 
um, Gabriel, which we don't know yet, but so unclear if they yeah, have that ability yeah. right now, but there is that. There is that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good point. Also, that. like another thing <clears throat> that is like kind of extra textual, like it's not canon currently, but like, you know, we always talk about that kind of stuff. Like the ig- ignoring Chuck as a character in this episode, because I, I think mm-hmm. that is just some dude. Um, <laughs> but the like the kind of Chuck pulling the strings of it all, like even mm-hmm. if it was, um, even if it is a real future, like, you know, how you were saying like, oh, it's so perfectly yeah. like, uh set up to convince dean um Mm -hmm. it's it's like those like specific uh pathways for all the characters for them to be making those decisions could also have been like influenced by Cass or by you know someone pulling the strings not by Mm -hmm. Cass, sorry by (laughs) Cass on the brain by chuck like someone pulling the strings in that situation Mm -hmm. um which we like it's kind of canon that he does that. Like it's it's again, it's not very clear how much like direct uh power he wields over everybody. Um Right. You know, even in season fifteen, it's like what what is what are things he's setting up? What are things he's actually like literally controlling somebody about? Like Yeah. It, yeah. 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 All right, good points. So cast count for this episode is eight minutes and twelve seconds. Could be better, but it has been worse. Exactly. Um, Not long so enough. So let's get oh, to it. <laughs> um, Dean, the Impala pulls up on, you know, anonymous street, whatever. And there's a guy outside distributing pamphlets about the end of the world, like a, your typical Jehovah's Witness um, type thing. He says something about, like, do you ever think about your the end of the world? And Dean is like, yeah, more than you know, buddy. <laughs> and like heads inside. He says, he says, too freaking much, pal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and he heads into this, like, motel thing. It's kind of like an apartment, honestly, but... Yeah, that's like a little studio apartment for short-term rent. Or yeah. Whatever. And he gets a call from Cass, and Cass mm-hmm. is... He's, like, he's got a line on the cult, because they still... He still thinks that killing Lucifer is, like, very silly and not going to work, but, you know, potentially the cult can actually help them with this. Right. Um, and <laughs> Cass is like, I'll come get you immediately. And Dean is like, <laughs> not right now. I got stuff I need to do. And Cass so cutely is like, what stuff? I love <laughs> He's that. like, what could you possibly need to be doing? <laughs> um, I think that um, makes all three of us that noted down what stuff as important. We were like, gotta <laughs> stop and talk about this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole scene is so fun for Cass. What stuff is just a really good line. It rules. Like, what um, stuff? Word. And so Dina's like, I just need to sleep. I just need my four hours. And readers, we here at the Cast Cast mm-hmm. endorse, mm-hmm. nay, insist on eight hours of sleep. Dude. Now, amongst my co-hosties, <laughs> I may be the only one who <laughs> insists on eight hours of sleep, but I'm begging you, sleep for eight hours. Seven is the minimum. <laughs> less than that you're gonna have a bad time i think this is such an important point that jess is making um i want you all to know that i went to bed just now um slept for an hour got up to record this healthy healthy good but that's on us as well we didn't set you up for success with our recording time tonight well it's all right it's okay i was i was like i'm fine anytime you guys are like do you guys want to hang out at an unreasonable time i was like i'm fucking down that's yeah so that's me 
Um, yeah, we don't endorse this. Don't, we understand it happens. Don't but act like him. One or two of us always loses out on something with our recording because of how we all are on different continents. Um, but yes, at least seven, eight is also a, it's a minimum. More than eight is great. More, you need eight hours. That's my Everybody story. in the world needs eight hours of sleep. Everybody in the world, including this stupid dude who just said that he was on the road <laughs> for 16 hours. Incredibly dangerous. Incredibly dangerous. And then to be like, I just need my four hours of sleep. Just complete that 24-hour cycle, babe. Have your eight hours. Yeah. I don't care how much you like driving. Nobody should be driving 16 hours. What's wrong it's with you? So, it's so masochistic. So... Dina's like, let me sleep for four hours. I'm saying never do that. And then <laughs> Cass is like, okay, well, then I'll get you tomorrow morning. And Dean's like, great, and hangs up the phone. And then Cass is just like, I'll just wait here then. Stop. Because he's the like, greatest, <laughs> most perfect little character of all time. <laughs> this makes me so sad. <laughs> I did make me sad. He looks so, he looks so like lost and alone by the side of the road i don't like it he's like standing by the side of a highway as trucks whip by him just now it's fine just yeah. now he was like he was like hanging out on the phone with dean and dean was like laughing at him for being talking to a messenger of god over a cell phone and how funny that was and how mm-hmm. i think he called it it's like a hell's angel riding on a moped love that very mm-hmm. fun yeah um but, I think um, we're going to have the issue in this episode where, because it's written by Ben Edlund and the three of us really enjoy his writing, <laughs> we're, we're going to want to just talk everything. about every single line. Okay. I just, yeah, but Cass isn't in that much of it, so we won't have to stop every yeah. Yeah. Okay, see? You guys promise me. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, that shot of Cass like on the highway, like when he gets hung up on is very iconic. I feel like, you know, that's kind of one of the meme Cass things yeah people i feel like it really like illuminates his like loneliness and outsiderness as well like dean has human stuff to do and Cass can't do that stuff so he's just like left waiting and then later on in the series you know they have the bunker or whatever there must have been so many times where Cass is just like waiting um this is which is like sad dean is being a bad friend here he should have been like come over there's a tv you can watch it but I'm going to yeah. sleep. Or you can watch over me because I know you like that, you little freak. You little freak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Sam calls Dean. Oh, and is so... Sam is like, I need to get back in the game. Because remember, he had his little sabbatical last week. He's like, I need to get back in the game. Um, let me let me hunt. And Dean is like, we can't do that. I think we're better off apart if we are together then like there's going to be this apocalyptic thing. So we should just like head as far away from each other as we can and just prevent the apocalypse that way by just avoiding each other. Mm. I think this is a silly um, plan, um, but sure, Dean. Well, I, th- I think I'm just thinking that like, like Sam says that he like wants redemption. And I think Dean's mm-hmm. like not necessarily against that, but he's just like so scared that <laughs> they are going to actually have to fight. Like I, I do, I yeah. do buy, but like, yeah, I buy that's where he's thinking. I buy the, mo- the motivation. I, I do buy. I also feel like Dean doesn't totally trust Sam. Right. No, still. that's the point. Yeah. I think that probably features yeah. into it a little bit yeah. as well. Yeah, def- yeah, definitely. And I think that they're sort of talking around it and like Dean's acting like, well, we should do this because uh, 
you know, we should split up and it's safer that way. But but I, I don't really know. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see the logic. Like, if angels can teleport. How is it safer to be apart? <laughs> well, I think, like, no, I do get where Dean is coming from with this because he's like, they they need us to be together for this. So we'll just, like, counter them at every turn by doing the exact opposite. He's playing the opposite game with the angels. So I do get that. <laughs> um but Dean goes to sleep fully clothed, as he loves to do. He's a sicko. He's a freak. He's disgusting. <laughs> and then when he wakes up, he is in this completely dilapidated house. Uh, or, like, apartment motel thing that he's in already. Yeah. Um, he heads to the window. He looks outside. He's like... And then it's this very cool, like civilization in ruins shot of kansas city um which like shout out to them for this like it does look cgi like you're obviously like okay that's not real yeah. but you know i like it yeah, it looked good. yeah like okay budget okay <laughs> yeah. set design yeah, yeah. i mean it, it, um, it rules it, it definitely sets the tone very quickly i love that it's great yeah you're like holy fuck <laughs> Um, so then it's the title card and then Dean is, walks out through a deserted Kansas city. There's nobody here and the entire place is like a shambles. Um, he he sees this girl on the ground and he goes, little girl, little girl, you know, how you would do if you saw a little girl (laughs) unattended. in the world says little girl? I, I was wondering, I was like, is it, if if you were Dean, would you not just say kid? This is so scary. It's like almost scarier that the, that he's saying little girl than the fact little that girl, she, little girl. than the fact that she's hunched over in just like so a little silly. dress. Like it's mm-hmm. it is very funny. I thought it was weird, but anyway, moving on. Yeah, but she's not paying attention to him until he gets very close to her, and then she um like starts bleeding from the mouth, like dripping down, mm-hmm. and then she Ooh. attacks Dean, and Dean. <laughs> punches her and knocks her out like (laughs) terrific this is like a nine-year-old girl well she was gonna bite his (laughs) there are so many moments in this episode where like i i i'm like like dta things just like jump out and this is one of them like the kid being like having um the croatoan virus is like a big part Mm -hmm. of um certain moments in dta so it is it's yeah, like it's sad. Yeah, it does hurt. But yeah, it's fucked up. In this context, it's just like <laughs> not yeah. that sad. It's more funny to me that Dean would like punch a kid. Yeah, dude. Because um, yeah. she's gonna eat him. What do you mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like to Dean, he probably just like immediately recontextualized her into monster. Yeah, but you know, but it is funny. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Dean sees Croatoan written on the wall because apparently a symptom of the Croatoan virus is Dying. the like. You gotta be writing this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he sees Croatoan written on the wall, and then here comes like a horde of zombies uh, coming, and he's like, "Holy fuck!" Because the last time they saw Croatoan was in like season three, maybe, and like this is a zombie thing. We're capitalizing on the zombie craze of the 2010s. Yeah, I was gonna say, should we do like a quick little like Croatoan like? Uh, no. no description you get it. people haven't watched <laughs> if you don't remember the 2010s and how people love zombies like <laughs> just google it i don't know just google it you you're too you're probably too young for this podcast no like the episode that we saw it in like what croatoan is 
Oh, no. <laughs> Go watch can... that episode if you want to yeah, know Yeah, I think it's is. in season two. You'll figure it out. I believe in you. So, <laughs> you got Google. You can do it. Dean yeah. runs from these zombies, um, and they're chasing him. And it's it's a pretty good, like, adrenaline-filled chase scene. Yeah. Um, Dean's running in his little heeled boots, hauling ass. He um, is stomping. Yeah. Go. Yeah, and he ends up in front of this, like, fence. The zombies are closing in. It's looking bad for Dean. And then here comes the army. <laughs> um, and these tanks roll up and just, it's like a hail of gunfire. They're playing, do you love me? They're drinking alcohol. And Dean somehow doesn't get shot at all, even though he's standing at the very front of the pack. And there's no way for the, yeah. these, like, army guys to know that he is not infected. And they would probably kill him anyway, just, like, as a precaution. But... You know, he's the main character of Supernatural. And also, I think he's protected by the sweet beats. Um, but, like, <laughs> he, he like, drops, I think, immediately as soon as they start firing, which not uh-huh. necessarily going to help you, but there is a lot of rubble. So I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. And then yeah. he's, like, crawling, and he, like, <laughs> makes his way to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. So he makes his way to a different part of the fence, and he digs his way out. Um, and then he stands up, he sees a sign that says, Kansas City, it's 2014. Mm. And he comes from the year 2009. So he's like, holy fuck. Because in this whole event, he still doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, he just went um, there, basically. He steals a car, leaves the city, he tries to turn the radio on, and the radio's not working. And he, very genre-savvily, is like, well, that's not good. And it's like, so true. <laughs> if even the radio isn't working in your post-apocalyptic setting that that's really bad. bad it's a bad sign yeah like you don't need much to keep a radio station going like it's just power yeah. like mm-hmm. um, so it is very unsettling um something that I, i'm pretty sure it's in the commentary track i didn't listen to it um on this watch because i am away from my dvds um but <laughs> so i'm pretty sure when he sad. is i know when he is running from the quotes like Apparently Jensen was kind of running too fast for the stuntmen, so he was like outrunning them. So he had to like try and slow down his running <laughs> so that mm-hmm. they they could look like they were gaining on him. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's something they noted. I think he sure. was too straight. He was I like who said it. He was he was bearing, he is uh, living in his role. He was really like, oh fuck zombies on my ass, and then he was like running, <sighs> and they were just like, we are just here for the day. Can you? <laughs> Will you chill? <laughs> He's like, no, I'm just, I'm going to also be really good at running. He's like, no, I'm going to haul ass. But guess what? I don't believe that because I don't want good things for Jensen Ackles. <laughs> Sorry to any listeners who enjoy him. Um, so. <laughs> so we're going to be praising his acting all episodes. So we need to get some digs in there uh, as well. Yeah, we have to counter that. Yeah. And I am going to praise his acting. I'm just not going to also grant him athletic accolades on top of that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a hater. <laughs> Zach Gariah appears um, in the passenger seat. There he is. Hi. (laughs) He's got a newspaper. He's like reading these headlines to Dean. Um, But he tells Dean, you're going to stay in this future for three days. (laughs) And he says, this is what happens to the world if you say no to Michael. Mm. Um, And then he vanishes because these angels, they've got that dramatic timing down. You got to You say your piece, (laughs) you get out. Like, that's it. It's done. I love that. Yeah. I th- I think we'd be remiss to not talk about how, like, eerie a lot of the apocalyptic, like, headlines and stuff are, like, in a, you know, post 
post-COVID, well, not post-COVID, but part of COVID world, <laughs> like, like I, when I watched it, like, we couldn't go to sports yeah, games anymore. It was like, like, it was when Melbourne was in really bad lockdown and stuff. Oh, yeah. So. Did you write down what they were? I was watching during my lunch break and I needed to, like, get done before class started again. Yeah. So I didn't go back. Um, Ilsa, have you got it with the transcript? Um, yeah, I can pull that up. Uh, what I was, uh, some of it was like Putin defends a bombing of Houston, I think. Let me just look that up quickly. Whoa. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, Houston, help me. I'm typing, I'm making my... Oh, sorry, President Palin, my bad, not Putin. What was I saying? <laughs> President Palin defends bombing of Houston. Um, he says, he says, uh, certainly a buyer's market in real estate. Certain, let's see what's happening in sports. That's right. No more sports. Congress revoked the right to group assembly. Um, and then he says, because he's a fun bitch, he says, what's left of Congress? That is hardly a quorum. If you ask me, love that. Say it. <laughs> he apparently knows literally uh, the laws. He knows the law. <laughs> Cass doesn't. That's he's that guy. kind of guy. Cass doesn't even know what Congress is. But Zachariah, that's his—he's that kind of guy. Um, that's true. That's. that's I bet Zachariah does not know like honeybee facts. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it's another time where like the show also makes a nod to being kind of anti-right wing. Like they're like, "Whoa, you know, ap- apocalyptic situation. It must be President, you know, um, Palin." But then, like, you know, obviously, still panders to conservative <laughs> viewers all the time. It's a, it's a weird. Little thing it does. But then, yeah, also is, like, very conservative just, like, in its bones, you know? <laughs> yeah. But they're like, oh, we're not Republicans, but, uh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah. They're the opposites of Republicans in name only. They're, like, I guess Democrats in name only, but they're actually Republicans. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, they're just the, poli- it just uh, reminded me that the politics of the show were funny when they specifically call something like that out. <laughs> so Dean's first stop is Bobby's house, uh, which makes sense, but he walks in and it's the same as in Kansas City. Like, nobody's there. It's totally deserted. He sees Bobby's wheelchair is knocked over and he writes it and he sees that there's, like, bullet hole, like blood-stained bullet holes in the mm-hmm. back of the chair. So not great. Um, he heads to the fireplace where Bobby's got like a secret hiding place. And I guess wait, finds- wait, you didn't say not great Bobby, and you should have said not great Bobby. Any any madman people in the chat? Any, uh, so it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not great Bobby. There we go. Um, so, and then he finds uh, I guess it's Bobby's journal. Is it meant to be Bobby's or John's? Bobby's, yeah. Mm. Okay, so he finds Bobby's journal, and inside is a picture of Bobby's in it. Cass is in it, um, some other extras are in it, yeah. and it says Camp Chautauqua. And he's like, okay, guess I'm going to Camp Chautauqua. Can we pause for a minute? Who took that picture? Mm-hmm. Do you think Dean took that picture? Is yeah. it old Dean? Yeah. That's what I called them in my notes, old Dean and young Dean. <laughs> old Dean <laughs> took that picture <laughs> back so. when I they guess. were establishing the camp. Um. That's just crazy sure. to me to think about. I don't know. I was like wondering why Dean's not in the picture. In, in my brain, I'm like, well, obviously Dean took it because, and then like, it's just DTA stuff. And I'm, so I'm like, every two yeah. minutes in this episode, I'm like, is that episode or is that DTA? Um, but yeah, yeah, I think Dean took it. Yeah. All right. I just like the idea Cute. of, um, of Bobby. Like he takes this picture. He doesn't really think about it, but Bobby is like, I'm gonna keep this. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, it's yeah. cute. Yeah. Well, I would like to keep Continue. Bobby and photos in mind for Abandon All Hope because, like, does he have some kind of, like, um, what do you call it? Like a dark room in his house? Possibly. There are so many doors. <laughs> he could. One of his many hobbies. Because, like, if it's like an apocalypse, like, where's he getting that photo developed? You know? Well, there's, it's been five years and that picture isn't necessarily from year five. Mm. So maybe there's... And they say, we'll get to it, but I'll point out why I think that it's possible that he doesn't have a dark room in his house and he got it developed. <laughs> okay. Um, so we go to Chautauqua, which is somewhere in the West, in the Midwest. <laughs> um, do you know where it is, Ella? No. Um... Somewhere near you, I think. Okay. Is it not? It's close to Kansas City. What do you mean? Well, yeah. But Bobby's house is in Sioux Falls, North Dakota or South Dakota. So, like, Kansas City, I don't think is that close to the Dakotas. But I don't know the geography of the West that well. For some reason, my brain went to, like, the real one. But, yeah, I think it is. It's in Kansas. Yeah, I don't think it's a real place. Um... I'm, I looked up, like, Chautauqua just now, and they were showing results for uh, Chautauqua, like C-H-A-U-T-A-U. That's in upstate New York, I think, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I, I think that it might be like, you know, like they tried to make it sound like a real place, so it's like kind of like a real place. Like one yeah, of those yeah, words. Yeah. I don't think this really matters. It's close to Kansas City. You could drive yeah. to Kansas It definitely doesn't yeah. matter. Um, um, but I am looking up. While you're looking that up, can I talk a little bit more about... No, because I'm done looking it up. Kansas... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Dean goes from Kansas City to Sioux Falls, which is only five hours or six hours away, so it's not as far as I thought. Okay, right. Anyway, what were you gonna say, Elsa? <laughs> I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna say, I do have a couple of questions because there's a sign on the, like the, the fence, I think, of Chautauqua that says data forwarded to the U.S. National Guard. From like there's it's surveilled by video camera and then that data is forwarded to the U.S. National Guard. This means that they have uh, an alliance with the U.S. National Guard and that they have power, a connection, and the ability to keep systems like a database rolling. They don't have toilet paper. Also, you need to keep reading DTA. That's a fair point. Jess, what, <laughs> what did you say? Well, they did at one point. Yeah, probably when that sign was like, put up. It's like, just, initially, they were able to do that. It's just crazy to me that that they went with the, the, the government that quickly. Like, I just don't think that hunters would trust. But that's maybe just my um, point of view. I just think that's interesting. Anyway, we can keep going. I think it's to imply as well, like, separately from DTA, that it's kind of like, um, it's not just like, that. like, there is still, like, uh, something happening in the world. Like, it's not like they're the only people alive. It's kind of like right. we did that see. there is a structure right. still existing in some way in the apocalypse right. or, like, yeah. I, that that was my yeah, impression I mean, of it. If, like, Because right. if, yeah. if it could just be, like, nobody, you know, we don't see the army, it, it's, it, it's almost implied that, like, they're very much so, like, the only people left or something like that, whereas I guess they're trying to imply that there's more going on in the universe still. 
Okay, that's fair. Good that's points. really fair. Thank you. Good points, all. I just like the so details. So Dean heads to Chautauqua, wherever that may be located. <laughs> um, and he first sees the rusted out Impala. And he's like, no fucking way. Like, this is so upsetting. <laughs> um, and as he's like poking around in the car, uh, he gets knocked out. And then it's a slow pan up. And you see that he was knocked out by none other than Dean. What's, What's going on? <laughs> Um, I wrote down at this point, what a day. <laughs> like, he's not having a good one. Big, big, big day. Big day. Um, so then we head in to Dean, old Dean. I'm going to call them old Dean and young Dean. Love mm-hmm. that. Go for it. Old Dean is the one from 2014. 14. Young Dean is the one from 2009. Right. I don't think they um, made, they did a good enough job of making him look older. That's, that is a gripe I have with the episode. Like, he has the exact same haircut. I don't think they tried like it's not even style. Yeah, that he could have grown a beard Ugh. between I, yeah in the week of shooting that they have for each of these episodes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I kept thinking like, oh, I was fact... joking. That's not like possible. No, but like have no. More but he could have had some stubble, or at least like they're shooting in such close proximity. Or they do the classic: one has his hair up and one has his hair down. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> I I put down Something. that it's weird that their hair is the same. Um, how, how does he have access to the same product? Weird. Um, it also, you could have just have, you could have just had like 2019 Dean have a fresh cut and then 2014 mm-hmm. Dean's hair is a little grown out. Like that's fine. Like a, like four days grown out. Cause that's the amount of time they have between episodes is that it's like, they probably were shooting like. At the same time. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like, I'm just thinking the way that, like, shooting works. Anyway, the young Dean tells old Dean that he's from five years ago and that Zach sent him. And old Dean is like, what do you mean by Zach sent you? And old Dean is like, he sent me and then he's, like, gone. Like, I don't know where he is. I can't mm. get in touch with him. He's not an angel that I'm, like, friends with. <laughs> um, And then... I can't not mention this. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> old Dean wants confirmation of, like, you are truly just the young me and there's no other, like, hanky-panky happening here. Yeah, he's already done all the tests. I don't love that see. I just said hanky-panky, but I'm... it was already in my brain. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, we can just do with it. And young Dean's proof is that the only thing that they, that only he knows and nobody else knows or could get out of him is that... Uh, Rhonda Hurley made him try on his panties and he kind of liked it Mm -hmm. when they were, when Dean was like 19 or something like Mm -hmm. that. So, um, so there you have it, you know, the juice that we as a fandom have squeezed out of this one line. (laughs) It's insane. It's rich lore. It rivals the Vonnegut thing for like a single line that has informed (laughs) Dean's entire character. In I think actually, which I think is incredible. Like I think it's amazing. I feel like Von- Vonnegut has been mentioned at least two times, but this is one time, and and it does not. I think I don't know this for sure, but I thought the only time that Vonnegut is mentioned is when he mentions it in the house with. Um, oh, with Chuck. Yeah, I don't know Chuck. That makes sense, but I don't know. He might mention it in later seasons. We should like pay attention to that. We'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah, but yeah, this this has made a, a big, 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 big difference. You know what? Sometimes you just like to have a little bit of fun. Oh, it's just it's just juicy. The implications, just the layers. Now we don't have time for all that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> use your imagination. Good for him. Please don't. 
Not listening to my podcast. <laughs> Wait until later. Old Dean says that Croatoan turns people into monsters. And then he says, it started hitting major cities two years ago. So this thing has actually had kind of a slow spread. Yeah. Um, like if it took, because they're five years in the future. So for three years, I guess they were living in that kind of like suspended apocalypse that season five takes place in. Yeah, I think um, that's a fair point. Yeah. And then after two years, society starts like devolving and mm-hmm. crashing out. I don't know. I'm just like suspecting this. Yeah, um, but that's yeah. also why I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that Bobby got those pictures developed. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Um, I think it's also like it's also kind of implied like that you know um, at a certain point Sam says yes, and then at a certain point mm-hmm. um, Dean isn't able to say yes to Michael, and the host leaves. So it's like a bunch, a few things kind of have to happen right. before like Lucifer's plan like this kind of kicks off. So yeah, that, that right. does track before total societal collapse yeah um and i i i don't know if the show like comments on this but it does seem like croatoan is kind of like it because of like modern medicine and stuff it like is something that lucifer's like yeah this will work this will wipe them out and it's like oh no they actually like know about germs and stuff now so (laughs) it's not it's like not going as quickly as he thought like that's i don't know if that's just like a headcanon or what yeah, I think I, I don't think there's uh, any reason for him to want it fast. Like to be honest, like he has a right. lot of time. <laughs> this guy loves his timeline is <laughs> pretty time. big. He's got ooh, um, he's so, got plenty of time. <laughs> ooh, he got plenty of time. It took me like probably eight times of seeing that post before I understood what the joke was. Sometimes it, I don't get them immediately, and I'm just like, oh, whatever, and then I get it many many views later that's all right um (laughs) so uh young dean asks where's sam and old dean says heavyweight showdown in detroit from what i understand sam didn't make it and then he goes me and sam haven't talked in hell five years which i don't know if you remember (laughs) we're five years in the future (laughs) um that's crazy. I just really like that part. I'm like, that's fun. I mean, it's <laughs> obvious, but it's fun. Like, I really enjoy it. I love um, how much you like it. That's something that I enjoy about it. <laughs> Liking the charming. I just, yeah. Um, and then old Dean leaves young Dean there handcuffed, and he's and young Dean's like, "What? You don't trust me?" And old Dean's like, "Of course not." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Um, <laughs> so. Dean uh, picks his handcuffs with a nail that he pries from the floorboards. Um, f- that's fun for him. Yeah. Um, He's scrappy. He heads outside. He runs into everybody's favorite prophet, Chuck. Um, Chuck is so cute. I <laughs> Last week, we talked a lot about the trouble that you can get into with tall guys. But <laughs> do not underestimate a cute, short guy. Also okay? a problem. I think that we just need you... the guys can be a, an issue. Um, yeah, yeah. They anyway, I think Chuck you. is so cute. I think Rob Benedict is really cute. This is me documenting my crush on Chuck. On, he just uh, shaved his head. Did Benedict, you guys see? I guess. Did he? He shaved his head? Does he look? I that's hot. <laughs> is that on Instagram? He's, like, one of the only, like, cast members, yeah, that I follow. It's, like, um, and he had really long hair. And uh, Ruth... She, like, put a video up where he had long hair and everyone was like, wow, he looks hot. And then he shaved his head. 
He was like, why don't you guys mind your business? He's like, it's not for you. <laughs> Speaking of checking how he looks, did you notice how freakishly white his teeth are? I realize this is actor things, but in the in the realm of the show, what is he doing? What kind of charcoal situation does he have going on where he's I think like, it's the color grading as well. He's like, on this episode. yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to engage with it on on its level, and you're like, well, <laughs> TV works a certain way. Well, he's in charge of like all the supplies, so maybe he's just assigned himself. He gets the, the teeth teeth whitening. He's got those crest white strips. <laughs> he does strips. have the whitening <laughs> because they are blinding crazy. Um. Okay, I don't think he's that hot with his shaved head. I thought he would be hotter. Oh, well, what can you do? <laughs> so <laughs> sorry, Rob Benedict. I hope you never hear this. He should grow it out again. He has nice hair. Like, I was surprised. I, I feel like his that. hair is, like, such a look usually. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he runs into Chuck. Chuck, it's, like, a pretty good little comedy beat yeah. here. Um, uh, Dean obviously has no idea what Chuck is talking about because Chuck is... Uh, Chuck thinking that he's talking to old Dean. Mm. Uh, but there's something about a supply run and then... Uh, this woman comes up and slaps Dean or punches she Dean tries or something. To, she tries to, to punch him, but he ducks out the way just in time. Um, and then he hides <laughs> yeah. behind Chuck. <laughs> and basically she's mad at him because uh, old Dean, I guess, told her that they had a connection, uh, but he spent the night in somebody else's cabin. This is like one of my gripes with this episode. <sighs> doesn't really make sense. No. What we've seen of old Dean doesn't make any sense that he would like be leading women on with a line that like they have a connection i don't doubt that he's sleeping around that makes sense to yeah. me but like yeah why make them believe that they're special to him like this reminded me of last episode when we were talking briefly about like the show implies that dean um like uses sex workers but we never see it um mm-hmm. and then like with this it's like it's implying that he is such a player but like we don't see it we, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're telling us that, but it's like... Well, like... Yeah. I don't mind the telling and not showing. What I mind is that what they're telling me doesn't make sense for the yeah. character that they're showing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, this guy who's running a militia... What did I say it that way? Running a militia, he is, <laughs> um, like, very, very specifically, like, strategic and, like, tactical and, like, very, very intensely in control all the time. Is not going to be treating yeah. women like he wants a relationship with them. It doesn't make right. sense. And also, no, none of those women would take him seriously if he said that. Be real with yourself right. for a second. Like, how do they know him? They know him as the guy who manages this camp, the survivalist camp that they're living in. Mm-hmm. He, you're not going to exactly, think, Elsa, like, thank you. you're not going to be like, he's going to be, and he's not going to tell you we have a connection. And then you're going to be like, sure. All right. Right. I feel like if any woman that he needed to pretend to be interested in a relationship with, he just simply wouldn't go for them. Like, there's just no time for that. Maybe it's the whole Um, like um, last night on earth thing. Like he, because he thinks he's gonna like be. Yeah, but it's not though. That's not the. It's. I yeah. think it's. Stupid. I just think it's like a. It's kind of a false note. Yeah. I. I think they're like trying to imply that like he's. It's just like another thing that he's a bit of a dirtbag about. You know, like. Um, okay, that's I think fair. it's just for the joke of like Dean getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably. I think fair. it's just for comedy. <laughs> anyway, so Dean asks Chuck, uh, oh, "Is boy. Cass still here?" And Chuck is like, "Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't think Cass is going anywhere," which is like, okay, fucking hell. <laughs> So <laughs> I already sent you guys my notes, but like this is when I wrote like that I I, 
because <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. I was just like, I, I literally couldn't take notes. Like I was, I, I've been ill and like, I literally was crying. <laughs> Like why? I was like, I was like, stop! And I was trying to like, re- like, just get the notes out and not just keep pausing. Um, uh, but it's just the, every line. It's just like the implications. Like, what are they? What does that mean? What does that mean? I think Chuck is saying it. With we the- only just saw them hang out like properly for the first time, and then this episode is just like. I think Chuck is saying that. Cass is like a total friggin' he's, basket case. Yeah, he's, he's got nothing well, going on. Way. Like all the time. Like, I think it's a dig at Cass in this. Yeah, I think it's supposed I to don't th- be read that way. I don't think it's like a sweet thing. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I no, think I'm it, just thinking it's, that like it, it's implying that like like you said that like Cass doesn't have anywhere else to be. But like what this this angel like yeah. doesn't have anywhere else to be. Like what happened between then and now? It's so gotcha. interesting. Well, let's find out, shall we? <laughs> Dean heads to Cass's cabin. Um, and Cass has, he's got the beads hanging in the door. <laughs> Dean heads inside. Um, Cass has four beautiful women in his cabin. And he's being a total dirtbag. He's talking about, so like, much. the connection to, I don't know, a Shared higher power. It com- it's surprisingly physical. Um <laughs> And then he's like, he sees Dean come in. He's like, okay, ladies, why don't you just like go ahead, go get washed up for the orgy? Which is like, okay. Right. <laughs> um, but Cass, Dean comes over to talk to Cass. The, the girls, I guess, go to get washed up for the orgy. Um, <laughs> but Cass immediately clocks him as young Dean. He's like, yeah. Whoa, what's up with you? Yeah, he, as soon as he looks at his face, it's crazy. And Dean is like, Thank you. Like, I am from 2009, and I need you to help me get back there. Mm-hmm. And and Dean also immediately collects that Cass is stoned. Because Cass is, like, laughing. He's really, like... I mean, he doesn't actually come off that stone to me, but, you know, <laughs> he's not being the Cass that we know and love. Mm. Um, and Cass is like, yeah, I'd love to just, like, help you get back to the future, but I can't do that. Because I... Don't have any powers anymore. What's a... <laughs> um, and it, is this where Cass tells him that the angels left? No, this is later in the car. They talk about that. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. He just says, um, like, life happened to him. And that's where. Yeah. So the last line of this is, like, Dean is like, what happened to you, man? And Cass is like, life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, uh, you know. Yeah. Talk about this. All right, so... I open the floor. I appreciate that you open the floor because we are the cast class and that this needs to be spoken about. So I mm-hmm. appreciate that you noted down that he's a dirtbag. I get so skewed out by, like, the way he's he's talking to these women. It's, it's so nasty. And they all, like, trust him because he has this, like, background that he's... Because he's a little sweetheart? Because he's a little sweet. Because he, he's an angel or uh, an ex-angel or whatever you want to call it. Um, we also have the iconic line that I think Ella will go crazy about for a second if I mention it. Um, I'm no- I'm normal about this episode. <laughs> Dean asks him, "What are you, a hippie?" And then then Cass says, "I thought you'd gotten over trying to label me." Ella, how do you feel? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You feel good? Okay. Okay. Do you have anything else you want us more to say, or um, 
Um, I, I, or is it, can I stand on the podium now? <laughs> please go. Go. I, I have a, a couple more things that I might contribute okay. as we go. Um, like you said, he sucks and I love it. Um, <laughs> I Cass rarely gets to suck. Um, I, I think ca- Canon Cass is obviously like, he's up. He's never done anything wrong and he never will. We all know that. <laughs> but um, I just love how efficiently this, like, little scene, like, s- kind of sets out, like, how fucked up he is now. Um, and, mm. yeah, the of course, I love that line. Um, and, like, if you've read DTA, you know that they have just run with that. Um <laughs> the implications of that line um but yeah it's i just like when he sucks a little bit like if he has learned how to be a human you know quote unquote human from uh a dean that is uh where this dean is at like completely destroyed by uh presumably grief and like the trauma of the last few years um I I do like that he is just shit. Like it's it I know that like that is not like the cast that we know and we think, oh, you know, he's so caring, all this kind of stuff, but um the implications that like things have gotten so terrible in his head that like the show like shows he's he's on drugs this whole episode. Like um Yeah. He says later on that he's like had absinthe and uh he's also like on amphetamines, so like he's not He's not like the sober cast we all know. Like he something is going on physically and like mentally with him. And so I do buy that he would be a bit of a shitbag for like a hedonistic reason. Um it's obviously disappointing because you think like, oh, we don't want Cass to be like that. But I, I'm on board. I don't know. I okay. So I forgot to mention earlier, I'd love that um Cass immediately is like, who did this to you? Was it Zachariah? Yes. Like, I love that. <laughs> that was pretty good. Oh, he's so smart. I love that as well. Yeah, I got that noted. <laughs> so cute. He's like, hang on, you're he's in like, a situation. Someone must have been Zachariah. I do know someone who likes to put people in situations. Um, what you were saying, Ella, about being a shitbag, I guess that makes kind of, it does make sense. I wish he were a shitbag in a different way. Like, I do like the mm-hmm. hedonism element of it. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't love like the general creepiness of it. Maybe to, it's mm-hmm. to me, it feels creepy. I don't love that. But that's that's a maybe. This just the way I'm reading it. Yeah, Could be I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't um, know. I don't know if I feel so, like it's creepy, but it's definitely like, um, it's definitely it's uh, I don't know. It's like sleazy. Yeah, it's like. But then it's also like the girls also seem pretty on board. So he's sleazy. I mean, he's totally sleazy. Yeah. But he is lying to them. Like, yeah. okay, my turn. Please. Thank um, you. <laughs> so I dislike it because obviously Cass is lying to them. Yeah. Um, which is what I really take issue with. Like, yeah. I appreciate that, like, Cass without his powers all fucked up at the end of the world is like finding some kind of relief and refuge in like human connection. Mm. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that like in the last episode, Dean took him to a brothel to try to get him to understand that like sex is good. Yeah. Um, and then in this episode, like, I guess it's like the end point of that is that Cass is now like just trying to get sex however he can by like lying to these girls about like 
if we all have sex, then you're going to understand, like, the hive mind or something. Yeah, shared perception. Which is weird. What? Um, well, it's, I think it's just, like, it's a total ripoff of, like, cult leaders. Like, it's, yeah. you know, that's, people do be yeah, saying stuff I like don't that. like that for yeah. class. <laughs> you understand how that's um, creepy? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, yeah. I feel like this would be, like, more uh, palatable to me if, like, it was just purely, like, Cass is, like, it's the end of the world. Like, let's have some fun while we're here. Like, yeah. the only thing that we have is each other. Like, let's, yeah. you know, yeah. like, let's, like, be with each other and, like, find some relief here together, all of us. I feel like that would make more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think it's actually pretty good for doing Zachariah's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. intention, right. which is to get Dean so freaked out about this that he does whatever the angels want. Because it's like this is a cast that's like so far from the cast that we've known. Mm, mm. Um, so there's there is that. I, I when I say I love it, I definitely I definitely don't think it's perfect. I probably would have preferred um, maybe just leaning more into the drug aspect of it. Like if you showed him being really fucked up, mm. like I think that's shocking enough, um, and it kind of like yeah. connects to the humanness of all, all of it as well. But um, like. Yeah, the comparison between last episode and this episode, I think that must be another reason that this is part of the characterization to be like, huh? Look at that. <laughs> Look what we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, right. not, it's not like my favorite part. This but I, I do to like that. want sex, I guess. So. Yeah, like yeah. we said last episode, they're so <laughs> weird about sex. Um, I just like don't like to see characters that I love being sleazy, so um don't don't love that for Cass but I do like the rest of his characterization as just like a dirty hippie that's fine for me I would love I love that Um, he is like nasty dirty boy uh I don't like and like especially contrasted to like Dean who's like they essentially headed in separate directions like it's the end of the world Dean has become harder and colder and Cass has become he is no longer that like hardened angelic warrior and is like yeah fuck it yeah (laughs) yeah Cass said fuck work. <laughs> um, he will keep doing that. It's kind of iconic. Yeah. So in less fun, fun, well, let's head back to Dean and Dean. Wait, maybe before we move on, he looks so cute. He looks, he's got, he looks so cute. Is it the right? hair that gets He's you? wearing guarachis, right? That's what those shoes are called. I don't know. What are they called? Guarachis. They're like... Oh, well, they're sandals of some kind. They're kind mm. of strappy and they're, like, woven and cut in a way. They're, like, leather. You know, you've seen these. Yeah, yeah. I bet you've yeah. seen these. He's got, like, a like a bit of shadow. Like, yeah. he, they've done to Misha, like, what they should have been doing to Dean. Like, the he's obviously not got a haircut, but they've styled it differently. He's got a little bit of a shadow. It looks like a different, you know, iteration of the yeah, same guy. I think he... Might just grow a beard quicker. <laughs> it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, I I I do kind of like. I was just when we were talking about the scene, I was just saying like th- to myself <laughs> in my head, <laughs> on my heart, I was thinking like, oh, do you know what it is um, that makes it so good that uh, or that makes the no haircut difference? The only difference is the color of jacket. Um, the fact that, that, um, Cass is the only person who immediately realizes that this is not Dean. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. 
and therefore therefore I am back I'm back on yeah, board. Yeah, you're right. Like that that kind of yeah, <laughs> that kind of comparison wouldn't yeah, work. Yeah, because as well. he if right. they looked because he notices awkward. something. I don't know. I want to talk about that more later, but I will. So don't mm-hmm. even worry about that. Okay. All right. So Dean is like, okay, bye. He leaves. Um, he heads, I guess, to go find old Dean. Um, and he sees them coming back from their supply run. Old Dean is like, great job today, team. Doing great. They crack a beer and then Dean just shoots this guy in the head. Takes him out immediately. <laughs> and <laughs> and then old Dean has come out of the woods and everybody on his like supply run can see that there's two Deans in the camp. Um, and Dean, old Dean points at young Dean and goes, me and him, pretty messed up situation <laughs> we got going. Which is the funniest thing that he could have possibly said. The weirdest like, thing in the direction of that though is that, so he... Old Dean points at young Dean and then young Dean, mm. when he sees himself get pointed like at, he turns around and looks at Cass and then we get a shot of Cass. And it's like, what, yeah. why did they do it mm-hmm. like that? It's because like Cass. Just to show us Cass. Just because he, he does look cute. He's, he does this little thing when he like, it's like he lifts his nose into the air when he's squinting. It's fun. Um, he does that a yeah. lot. Yeah. They were like. We haven't had Cass on screen for 30 seconds. Let's see him. See him. Put him. He's in that <laughs> Wish weird... they did that more. <laughs> I like the implication that young Dean was like, what, me and Cass? Like, that's what it looks like. He looks back at Cass and then, like, looks <laughs> no, forward again. No, that's not what it. No, but, to like, me, that's what I'm like saying. Dean the is... direction, like, is weird. Like, they didn't have to show Cass. Can I? <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> Jesus. Um, all I'm saying is, like, I think that a reason that they have him. Um, look at Cass because it's because Cass is his touchstone in this time. He's the person that he like knows what's going on. He knows that Zachariah that put him here. He knows like, and it's not Dean who's actively threatening <laughs> other people, uh, threatening other people here. Um, like Dean rushes out of the woods trying to warn this guy that his future self is going to shoot him. Um, but he he gets shot anyway, and the everyone turns around and is like, there he is, and Dean. Um, gets pointed right, out right. by himself, and then so he's, he's looking like, to cast what? for reassurance. And then he looks around at Cass, and mm. not not even for reassurance, but for like, what the fuck is going on? Uh. But that's what that's what how I read it. But yeah, I don't I don't think that. Yeah, I I I think no, I just think I do not think they did that on purpose. I just think view. it's like a funny, like weird directing choice to even include Cass in that shot at all. But like, yeah, it could be for the reason you said. I'd never really thought about it like that. Um, Teehee. Just because he points at Dean, so it's like, okay, we're all going to look at Dean. And then the camera's like, Cass? <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, there's Cass. I would like to look at we're Cass. We're all looking now. at Dean, Great but, for us. Dean, but we're only looking at Cass or something. <laughs> Dean only has um, two eyes, as Bedlin would say. <laughs> that was fucked up. That was really fucked up. <laughs> um, so we get some more um, Dean-to-Dean communication. Uh, and old Dean is like, we I had to shoot that guy because he was infected. I've seen this like so many fucking times or in year five, like mm. like and young Dean is like, you don't think that that was like upsetting for the people around you? And he was like, no, like <laughs> they've all lived through this like so much and like you don't get anything and you and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> well, I forget where I was going with this. <laughs> Hang on one second. <laughs> 
Um, you don't think that was upsetting? And then, and then, and then, uh, old Dina's like, what's upsetting is seeing two of me walking around. Like, that's freaky. Which I think is a good point. It's a fair point. Um, yeah. and then he explains that the mission they were going on was to go get the cult. Which is, reminder, what Cass called Dean about at the beginning of the show and what Sam was saying they should do at the end of the last episode. Yeah. So, Dean's got the cult. Terrific. And then we head to a little war room with old Dean, young Dean, Cass, and Risa, the woman who tried to hit old Dean earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a funny little exchange where Risa's pissed at old Dean uh, and young Dean is like, yeah, it's because you spent the night in Jane's cabin, but you and Risa have a connection. And old (laughs) Dean is like, do you want to shut the fuck up? (laughs) Um, Which is fun. I really like the contrast of like, young Dean being like a little shithead yes. a little bit and old Dean being like to himself <sighs> this fucking guy yeah. <laughs> oh man I like Risa I like Risa as well she's fine yeah. so old Dean found out where Lucifer is gonna be uh, in like a day or two and by torturing um, a demon and young Dean is like well hate that you're torturing again <laughs> and old Dean is like I literally couldn't give less of a shit what you like and don't like. Um, and so their plan is, like, to just go to where Lucifer is going to be and just, like, storm the castle and get and, like, shoot him mm. with the Colt. Uh, and Cass is like, this plan sucks. And Old Dean is like, whatever. Because he doesn't care about anything. Mm. He is, like, driven by one mission only, and that is to kill Lucifer. Mm. Um, and then there's a line that I fucking hate. And it's where... Cass says, well, if you don't like Reckless, I could call it Insouciant, maybe. And I would just like to point out that Insouciant is not a synonym of Reckless. And I have felt this way for a long time now. And now I have a podcast and I get to tell you all that this sucks. <laughs> but is he, is he not? Is he? <laughs> what is it? What does it mean? Can you define it? Can, have you got that definition Insouciant pulled up? Like, it's like a little saucy. It's a little disrespectful. I got it in my fucking brain. <laughs> when you're a bookish child, you learn a lot of things. <laughs> Google defines it as uh, showing a casual lack of concern. Similar, nonchalant, untroubled, unworried, unruffled, unconcerned, indifferent, blasé, heedless. Relaxed. Maybe in this context, to be like that is to be reckless because of the context. I don't care. I hate this line and I think it sucks. Get a better thesaurus. Um, I like the line. You skipped over a good line of Cass where um, he he's the one who says that. Yeah. Uh, have you got it pulled up, Ilsa, about Dean torturing? Oh, yeah. So um, Risa asks him how he knows that this demon wasn't lying about where, where Lucifer's going to be. And um, Cass says, like, uh, he's Dean's uh, all too well schooled in the art of getting the truth, getting to the truth. And then Dean's like, oh, so we're torturing again. Um, and then he's like, oh, no, that's good. That's uh, classy. And then um, Kaz laughs. Great. And older Dean. <laughs> like looks like, at him. He gives him this yeah. like fucking like bitchy. But just like mean. He's like, don't don't start. Like not now, mm. you know. Um, we get the iconic <sighs> line, what I like past you. Which, tin hat on yes. everybody. Tin hats on. They're- 14 tin hats on everybody please i hold no truck with this by the way but continue <laughs> there i don't know the origins but there is a massive conspiracy theory afoot um regarding 
his line, a lot of people believe that he said, I love past you and that the like has been dubbed over the top. Um, evidence is his mouth looks a bit weird and maybe something <laughs> about a script, but I'm not sure. That's all. Um, I, I enjoyed this line, though. Yeah, I watched the scene and I was like, let's see if I can tin hat. And I looked at it and I was like, no, I cannot tin hat. It looks perfectly natural and normal. (laughs) My counter to that is that lip reading is notoriously imprecise. (laughs) And also, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Let us have some fun. Um, Come on. And that's all the time we have today for conspiracies. (laughs) Come on, um, let him no, nobody can have fun and nobody can be imprecise in their language. I will not let that stand. <laughs> let him play. Contentious right? episode today. <laughs> There's no um, strong opinions here. We have to respect that. Anyway. <laughs> so, oh, um, after, after Cass says this uh, hated by Jess line, mm-hmm. we have Dean just like looking directly at him saying, are you coming? And then... Cass Eisen says yes. He now, says, of course. Which, to me, this means one billion percent, one bears one billion percent more weight than, like, some potential I like, I love, past you, lip-reading malarkey. <laughs> like, this speaks so much. It's like, Cass thinks that this is a terrible idea. He thinks that it's reckless. He's like, doesn't understand what any of this is about. But Dean asks him to come and Cass says, of course. Like, it's all right there. Of course he's going to come. Oh, man. This is terrible. I think if Dean is going, he's going to go. I think it's placement next to the, like, I like past you. Like, it's, to me, it kind of links, like, that they have been through a lot of stuff since Dean was mm-hmm. that past Dean. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's kind of, like, leading into that. Of course he would. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. mention something. I don't know if you, if this uh, was as apparent or maybe important to you guys as it was to me or, or if it stood out to you as much, but mm. the interaction here between old Dean and, and Cass is so like tense and tired. They are so tired of each other, but mm. um, it's like, it's like Dean is like, he expects this loyalty from Cass and Cass just gives mm. it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, this is a, like the, the way that these two relate to one another is kind of crazy because it feels like Dean does not respect Cass very much anymore, but he expects mm-hmm. a lot of him. Um, and I don't think Cass has a lot of respect for the person Dean has become either, but he still has this loyalty toward him. So I, I do think that there's this demand from Dean towards Cass that that has... Um, an effect on like Cass answers that demand. He he like is like yeah sure like I will I will support this stupid plan. Of course I'm coming. Um, yeah, because I guess Dean is the only person he has left because the angels left. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about it. Well, I just feel like there you get a lot of like sense of their their history in mm. this exchange yeah. and in this scene, which I really like. Yeah. Um, but uh, Cass is like, why are you taking young Dean? Um. If he dies and he's you five years ago, isn't that like the name of the game? And Dean doesn't really answer. And then I think Risa and Cass leave. They go like go to get ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and then young Dean is like, okay, yeah. So actually, why am I going mm-hmm. on this? Mm-hmm. And old Dean is like, because I want you to see something. And he explains that Sam didn't die in Detroit. He said yes to Lucifer in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And old Dean wants young Dean to see that, mm-hmm. which is like pretty devastating. And mm-hmm. 
young or Dean's acting as old Dean in this episode is really good because he looks completely dead inside. Like, and he's countering that with like young Dean, who's not like, he's like fully in the, he's in the thick of it right Mm now. Um, but old Dean is like, so, I mean, he's like, he is a truly broken man. Mm. Um, and so old Dean wants young Dean to do it differently. He wants him to say yes to Michael. Mm. Um, which I'd like to point out to further my theory, uh, yeah. which is this is exactly what Zachariah wants. And mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to this at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, I think this is where Dean said, uh, young Dean is like, so why didn't you say yes to Michael? Like, mm-hmm. why, why, how did this happen? And then Dean is like, I said yes till I was blue in the face, but the angels are gone. Mm-hmm. They, they hauled ass. Like they are not here. They're not listening. They're not paying attention. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just like really like that this whole scene i really like it a lot i think that jensen ackles is doing a really good job he's doing a good job Um, i really really like how he says his own name when he goes um (laughs) he tells dean about sam saying yes uh, to lucifer Mm -hmm. and then dean's like well why why would he do that and old dean's like no well i don't know I, i wish i knew but now we don't have have a choice it's in him. It's not getting out. Um, and we've got to kill him, Dean, he says. And like that, he says so well. I would cut it in, but this is not the Dean cost. Um, so fuck him. <laughs> uh, but it, it is, um, it's just, it's, it's just so like, I just, it's like, do you know how you get mad at yourself sometimes? And you were like, you fucking idiot. And it's that, it's that, yes. it's all yeah. in, in that one syllable. And then I think Jensen Ackles did kind of knock it out of the park and I'm mad about it. So good job. And it's like, <sighs> you actually have like that version of yourself that you see as like getting you into this mess to like yes. rage against. Yeah. I think yeah. that's like literally so physically in front of you. The last line of the scene is like, but you won't, like you won't say yes. I didn't. That's just not us. Is yeah. It? Yeah. Which is like, it's re- this whole scene is like really compelling. It's really good. There's yeah. good Cass and Dean stuff. Mm. There's good Dean and young Dean stuff. Like, mm. and I just, it's really good acting. Like the desperation, really that good. He like the differentiation oh, yeah. in the desperation. Like young Dean has this kind of like you said, he's not mm-hmm. like dead inside in the same way. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And and the way that like the other Dean, older Dean, is just like at the end of his rope. Like he, he, he just, especially mm-hmm. when they get into saying yes to Michael, he's so desperate. He's trying to hammer that home so hard that he has to say yes, because he yeah. feels mm-hmm. like, he feels like this whole apocalypse is his fault. Like yeah. if he had said yes straight away, yeah. none of this would have happened. And like he said earlier, like so many people have died, like all those people in the camp are really traumatized. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. just, it's so good. I'm so annoyed. It's so good. Like, <laughs> Um, stylistically yeah. as well, they do a really, like, um, in particular, there's a really fun shot where, like, older Dean brings over two uh, glasses yeah. of alcohol and then we see it's each really Dean pick good. up one glass. That's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They each pick up the glasses furthest from them, which is pretty fun. I think it just mm. makes the scene feel a little bit more enmeshed. Like, wow, a little you bit. you guys notice stuff that I, would, <laughs> I am simply not noticing. <laughs> Um, You've got all those words in your head. You don't have. You can't be noticing. I'm too busy knowing that insouciant isn't a synonym for reckless. Um, um, so, on their way out of Chautauqua, um, Cass and Young Dean are driving together. 
Uh, and D- Cass is popping pills while he's driving. Yeah. yeah. Pretty dope, kids. Do not Don't do this. drive while intoxicated. Right. Just like um, you shouldn't be driving 16 hours or sleeping four hours, you should not be popping pills while driving. It's, a lot of PSAs exactly. in this These episode. Are the These are the rules. <laughs> well, we want you to live life right. Don't lie to people <laughs> so to get them to fuck you. Don't do that. That's not cool. Yes. Yes. <laughs> These are all cast cast Yeah, approved messages. Rules. Yeah. Just because yes. you can start a cult doesn't don't. mean you should start a cult. Here's my suggestion. If you want to start a cult, just don't. Just don't. Start a podcast instead. Start a podcast. Anyway. Just as good. So Dina's like, what are those? And Cass is like, oh, it's some amphetamines. They're a real antidote to the absinthe I had earlier. <laughs> um, it's good. It's good. Okay. Sorry. It's pretty funny. I like it. <laughs> um, Don't need to apologize. <laughs> um, but basically they get into it. So Dina's like, like, tell me like what it, what is going on here? Because this is like very weird to me. And Cass is like, I'm a human now. Like I'm practically human. Uh, the angels left. They left me here. Uh, I broke my foot last year. It took me two months to heal. Hated that. Um, and basically I just do anything I can to not feel anything at all because I don't like feeling things. Somebody says something about a club, which brings us to like the greatest thing ever, which where Cass is like, I used to belong to a much better club. (laughs) Like, oh, very fun. It hurts. It It really hurts. This episode, like there was a period of time where I loved this episode. And then there was a period of time where it made me too sad to think about, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm in, like, a more normal place where I'm just, like, <laughs> this is a good episode of TV. But, like, it is really sad. It's very yeah. incredibly um, sad. It hurts. And then he goes, I'm hapless. I'm hopeless. Which is, like, <laughs> great job. Good job, dude, I guess. <laughs> yeah, great job putting words together. I, I like the way that sounds. <laughs> oh. um, which one is that? It's uh, it's not it's not assonance. It's the other one. You know, what uh, I mean. it is. Is it assonance? Because isn't consonants when two consonants sound the same? Assonance is vowels, isn't it? My bad. Anyway, you know what I. You guys. Know oh, what H's are vowels. Hang on. Yeah, I mean H's aren't vowels. <laughs> yeah, it's consonants. It's the I, other I don't one. know why I'm always thinking that because <laughs> they both go. It's like A and then an O is the next one. No, no, Whatever. you're good, you're good. I don't need to explain myself. I'm simply not commenting because I do not know. <laughs> um, but then in my notes I have, uh, honestly, this sounds like something Dean would say. Yeah. And I think it's just like the hopelessness of it. And also like potentially it's something that old Dean did say to him. Like, you are no good to me now. Um, because I, a lot of Cass's self-worth is tied up in like what he can do as an angel mm. and his angelic powers. Mm. Um, so... Pretty distressing. We were talking earlier, like, um, about how, like, this is linked to last episode. And we see in the in last episode, mm-hmm. we all didn't like it, but he <laughs> kind of parrots, like, Dean's energy and the way that Dean would be speaking to uh, Raphael. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And, like, that almost seems like a thread of the same thought in here, like, that he is mm-hmm. just, he's like, well, I don't know. So I'm just going to defer to what my friend told me. And like that, he's just kind of yeah. implemented that into his belief system. I, yeah. um, I would like to say a couple of things. I would like to say a few words <laughs> <laughs> on this one. Um, I think that uh, we need to talk about the fact that they don't really know about how he went mortal, quote unquote. 
he just says he thinks he ha- it had something to do with the other angels leaving. Um, mm-hmm. And that to me is really interesting because it means that the connection to grace and or heaven is like a communal thing. Like, I like that. I, I like that. It's a thread that actually does continue later in the show. They don't do very much with mm-hmm. it. Mm. Um, it doesn't end up being very important, but I do like the idea that it's, it does have consequences um, being cut off from other angels. Mm. I like the idea when you think about them as what angels were created to do, right? Like they're soldiers of heaven, messengers of God, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're an organization. They're a structure. They're an army. And those are all things that are uh, reliant on sort of the mass of the of the structure. And I like that that's, that's part of it. I think that's very cool. Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like they're each like a switch on like a circuit board or something. Right, yes. You know, like one part is damaged and the whole thing doesn't run. So it's like if they've all left, there's no way for him to be connected to that power. Right, you have um, to replace mm-hmm. or remove that broken circuit. Yeah. Like you said, they don't do enough with it, but it is it is an interesting implication it's interesting and also i would like to talk about practically human he says practically human i would love to talk about when people when angels fall they are not human everybody mm. talks about it not, not obviously not everybody <laughs> not everyone cares about it but everyone's like oh well Cass is just human now he's he will never be human yeah mm-hmm. that's why it's so funny when people are trying to write um like f- fan fiction right they're they're writing an au uh-huh. and they're like well, we have to give Cass an upbringing of some kind. So um, he grew up in a super religious cult, one of my favorites. That's a pretty good way to explain One the of the only ones to make sense. That actually works. Um, but sometimes they're like, well, he grew up in a like a mob situation. Could work, like a weirdly structured, like a, a, a very strong, like a, a family that has like a lot of money and weird secrets could work when they try and put him in suburbia and they're like this is his mommy and his daddy and then they just pick random angels to be his parents what i guess um, the thread that you need to like keep like to keep Cass. like obviously it's an au so it's gonna feel out of character because he is like you said like a magical being he's not a human he needs to be like in a situation where he, he needs to be in a situation. He needs to be in a situation where he um doesn't have control. Like he, the way he lives his life is being run by somebody else, which is kind of what heaven does, right? Like he has to go with the party line or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and then also he has to kind of have like that crumb of like I don't know what you would call it, like the urge to like get out of that situation. Um like the crack, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've talked about. Like <laughs> That has to also be present to kind of fit his characterization. But, yeah, it is, it is it's so fun that he says, like, oh, yeah, you know, basically human because it's like. Yes. He could, yeah. And I also I also like that Dean flattens it to your human and Cass is just like, sure, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I like that it's like n- no one really thinks about it, but, like, he's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> It's very important to me, and that's why I'm no, for sure. And like, I think they're just trying to. It's like they're just like making it a bit easier, but it's like, no, it's juicy. Like, why aren't you getting into that? It's juicy. Don't don't get Mm -hmm. into it. Anyway, you can't like get rid of his history. Like, you can't get rid of the fact that he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. trillions of years old or whatever, and Mm -hmm. like has had all that happen to him. Yeah. 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 For sure. Special. Okay, so they head to Kansas City. 
which is where Lucifer is going to be. They sneak up to, like, right outside the containment zone. And Old Dean explains the plan, which is, like, you guys are going to head up the front, and I'm going to head around the back. And everybody's kind of like, are for real? Like, actually? And Dean is like, yeah, totally. It's, like, fine. And basically reassures them, and they're like, okay, like, we're going to do it. And then young Dean is like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, they go off to the side to, like, talk to each other. He's like, what are you, like, doing right now? Because if they if this happens, like, they're going to get cut to pieces. Mm-hmm. And old Dean is like, yeah, I know that. Like, mm-hmm. basically his plan is to sacrifice them while he goes around and tries to kill Lucifer. And, like, he has turned this into a suicide mission. And I think, you know, potentially Cass does know yeah. that because he has said before that this plan doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but he, Cass is also past the point of caring. Very upsetting. (laughs) Um, And so young Dean is like, you're going to let them get slaughtered. You're friends. And Cass, too. I know it's a big deal to people that Cass is mentioned separately from his friends. (laughs) Don't worry. I got you guys. I will never leave out an important to fandom line. Never, ever. So old Dean is like, young Dean, I think he says something about like, I'm not going to let you do that. And old Dean is like, okay. And just like. (laughs) Cleans his clock. He just, like, knocks him out. <laughs> <laughs> drops him. And then I guess the plan just, like, goes off as, as uh, as you know, he laid out before. Mm-hmm. Any comments? Uh, quite a few. Ella, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, um, as you were saying before, just to slightly jump back to the car scene, it's well known that, like, there's a script that's been released where, like, this scene in particular is Cass says something very different. And I think if he had said this instead, we would know more exactly, like, what his mindset is going into this because he says, um, the only thing I think uh, we have left, Dean and me, is each other. If Dean says it's time to go out in a blaze of glory, win or lose, so be it, I'm in. Oh, like, that's what he says, sickening. right? Yeah, so it's like, it's like it, it would be he knows and, and Dean knows he knows mm-hmm. for sure, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, so in Supernatural fandom, we obviously have like kind of like unprecedented access. I don't know if it's unprecedented. We have a lot of access to scripts and different versions of scripts that show like what might have happened and all of this stuff. And like, I don't, this is just like my personal feeling, but like I don't particularly like love that because first of all it means that you need to like (laughs) yeah have all of this like secret extra like secret agent knowledge (laughs) of like this is what was supposed to happen it's like this supplemental reading that you have to do to like watch supernatural but also like i tend to like not pay well this isn't true i sometimes don't pay a lot of attention to what goes on in those like scripts Mm. because it's like well it's not on screen so it Mm. isn't in the show so it isn't what they what is in the yeah, show yeah, you know yeah. what i mean um that's just like my feeling about scripts but yeah. i do occasionally ignore it like that thing that was deleted about Cass uh texting with emojis and oh, what specific emojis he used which are the emojis that is in my <laughs> discord uh like a <laughs> description or whatever it is <sighs> my status yeah i was gonna say like i i totally agree in terms of like trying to look at the text as its like own thing um, but like, I always mm-hmm. just find it so interesting when it intersects in a way like this, where it's like, why did yeah. they change it? Like, it, like, <laughs> what was the th- like the thought behind that? Um, we'll never and, know. Yeah. We'll ask Ben when he's on. <laughs> when Ben's on. <laughs> Do you remember 
back in 2009. Do you remember why you guys did this? He might. Do you think that'll be it'll go down? Go down well. <laughs> I I have a, a comment, which is that I agree. Like it is so easy to tell when Dean explains the plan. Risa asks if he's sure about it, and Cast looks at Dean. I can't remember which one. He like looks at him. You can see on his face that he knows. Like this is it. Mm. Um, that might just be me interpreting it that way, but that's. 100% how I read that scene. I just feel like he's like, all right. <laughs> Dean yeah, is going I think to- they've left it up for interpretation. It's just like, you know. Any other thoughts before we get into this next thing? Um, It's just like, it's it's another good scene of like really good acting. Like it really does feel like two separate people. Yeah, I think Misha Collins in particular does a very good job when he's like meant to be... Uh, it, it, like I think that his characters are very specific. Like I don't always love what he's doing. <laughs> Hello, Apocalypse World cast. But like, <laughs> there's no mistaking that for like the same guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Dean comes to. Um, there's gunfire in the building that they're at, and then he walks around the back to where he knows old Dean was going to confront Lucifer, um, and he gets there in time to see Sam as Lucifer break old dean's neck Mm. uh with his foot distressing i think we'll all agree um and then well let me i'll just like read out my notes Mm. so yeah (laughs) sam lucifer says that he's not gonna kill young dean um and then dean asks some question about like what like why why are you sam or whatever the fuck and then he says again Dedicated listeners will remember from last week that I fucking hated this. And then he says it again that it had to be Sam. That's not a reason. It's very bad writing. It pisses me off. And I can't believe they did it twice in a row. Um, Would you like to go Um, through the scene first? Yeah, I'm going to go through what I have and then we can like come back in and like pepper in. There's a lot of conversation. Yeah, it's like a big monologue. Yeah, she is. For Sam. (laughs) Um, So Dean is like something, why are you destroying the world? And then it leads into this insane acting from Jared (laughs) Padalecki as Lucifer. (laughs) But he's basically like, why would I want to destroy this stunning thing? Um, And then I have in my notes verbatim, this is insane because... I don't want to spend a ton of time dunking on Jared Padalecki. <laughs> I'm not an actor. I couldn't do that. <laughs> um, but it's truly horrendous. <laughs> it's it's so this impossible just, to watch. I was like, so this is making me crack up and cringe at the same time. It's kind of really hard for me to watch this. Um, because his acting as Lucifer is just... Yeah. It's out of control. I've got in my notes um, Shakespeare high school play ass delivery. So it's worse yeah, than that it's, because it's not even like wooden. It's like he's really going for something, like really going for something. Uh, yeah, and it's just not that good. It's, it's not- hard to say. Like it, it's hard to say. Like is it the script? Is it his delivery? And like also we've seen Lucifer, so. We kind of now have seen Lucifer's like cadence and stuff, but this is a real divergence from that. But then it's five years in the future. Like maybe, you know, whatever Lucifer's been doing has changed Mm -hmm. how he's, you know, acting. But whatever. 
Yeah. Like, there's just nothing to Lucifer. I stand by that. Also, couldn't he just... I wish Jared Padalecki had um, consulted with uh, Adrian. What was her surname? Piliki? Yeah. I wish he had consulted with her and been like, hey, can you run me through how you did Lucifer? Because <laughs> she did it Or good. just, like, watch those scenes. Watch like, it again. Mm. The thing is that, like, both um, Mark Pellegrino and Adrian Palicki, I mean, Lucifer is kind of, like, normal. You know what I mean? Like, he is not, like, Uriel, who is, like, yes. extremely sort of, like, uh... Like portentous, and like mm-hmm. that is how Jared Padalecki is playing him, yeah. and that's just like not what we've seen on screen at all. And yeah. he's been the scene partner of Lucifer. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's why it was so confusing to me. I was just like, in most of the times that he's in fear, so I'm like, so you just weren't paying attention, or, or like you were just like, I don't like what the others did with this. I think I'm gonna go different. Yeah, like he was like, sense. I'm gonna go ham, and it's like, please don't. But he put the suit whatever. on and was like, I think this guy. <laughs> Would He's have like a there's bit more yeah. something that came that over <laughs> unmatched white suit made him act out. <laughs> um, so Lucifer is like, God casts me down because I loved him too much. Uh, basically, God created humans, and when I didn't love humans more than I loved God, He threw me out of. He had Michael throw me out of heaven. Um, and so he's got this whole long speech that is impossible to watch um and then dean is like you know what you are the same as every other monster and demon that i've dealt with in my life and i'm gonna kill you because that's what i do what up um that's what it's I really good do. i really like this yeah i, I was really- thinking like is jensen like okay what's happening is it either like jensen's doing a really really good job and then like it's making jared's like performance look worse or like is it because jared's <laughs> performance looks so bad that like all of a sudden jensen looks like he's like in a really nominated role <laughs> like he's, i think like, he's jensen face. is like he's doing the classic like dean crying speech which like he's good at mm. um i don't i don't think that he's like true i think that his acting as old dean uh, where he's, like, explaining what happened to Sam is, like, that I thought was, like, really good acting. This mm-hmm. is, like, I've seen this before and it's good. Like, he's good at it. But it's not as remarkable as mm-hmm. what he was doing as old Dean in that scene. Um, so then Sam Lucifer is, like, you will always end up here. And here's the thing is that I think at the end of this scene, Sam's acting is, or Jared Padalecki's acting is very good. Like, I like him in yeah, the last, he like, pulls couple lines that he has in this scene. So, I don't know. That, it what happened? All Something, something's going on here. I don't know what it is, though. Yeah. But basically, he's like, there's nothing that you could do in, like, I'm not going to kill you because there's nothing that you could do in your time that will stop you from turning up here. Like, we will always end up here. Hmm. Really good. Pretty good. I like it. They really salvaged a scene at the end of that shit show that was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just hustle through this, but um, Wait. Zach, what? Can we, before we go to the scene at the hotel mm. room, I'd just like to talk a little yeah. bit about this scene because we were supposed to. Sure. <laughs> um, I just, I, I wanted to say that I uh, enjoy that Lucifer doesn't, he's like, because Dean is like, you better kill me now or I will I will find a way to kill you. And Lucifer's like, mm-hmm. but you fucking didn't, did you? So I'll see you in <laughs> five years. And he just, like, makes him live in his head, I guess, through the the time, the five years right. till now, 
till this death that he has just seen, um, which I think is fun. That's a good Lucifer move. That's solid. Yeah. Yeah, and- like you were saying, like the line that he, you know, he says it always had to be, you know, this way or whatever. Like oh, yeah. in Lucifer's head, it's very deterministic. Do you know what I mean? Like this is the this is what's mm-hmm. happening. This is what's playing out. So it's good they kind of reiterate that. And it's probably just to highlight, yeah. you know, it's to set up the end of this season. Like it's to be like, mm. look at look at this. That everything's going this way. Um, yeah. And then what happens happens. I guess. Mm. Yeah. I also like. I think that him saying we will always end up here makes way more sense than it had to be Sam because it had to be Sam. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, like what, like, I think superficially they sound very similar. Like it's this way because it is this way, but they're not. <laughs> I think it's like, a personal thing for you, to be honest. <laughs> Come on. I you think, don't hate that. That it's I, just like, it had to be Sam because it had to be Sam. You don't hate that. I, I think that it sounds like a thing Lucifer would say. Like, I believe. It. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I think mm. he believes that. Like, like that's he why believes. it feels all right for me. I think he's wrong. And I think that like, it's part <laughs> of the weird story. Um, but he definitely thinks that's the case. Yeah. To me, it sounds like justification for Supernatural going from Sam is a cursed child with demon blood and has visions to Sam is Lucifer's vessel. And it's like, why did it have to be this way? Because it had to be this way. Like, yeah, I I understand. It will, I don't think that it, there's nothing that you could say that could like persuade me that this doesn't suck. No, I get it's it. It's like a stupid line. But that's like the thing with the whole show is that like what's happening because it's happening and what's happening because it's a mm. show like the the mm. meta like commentary that happens within the show itself makes like these kind of questions really hard to like pin down because it's like does lucifer think that because he's an agent of his own like destiny and he is making choices that are leading like those things to happen or like mm. is it part of the you know story like is he a chess piece you know like it's Sure. It's 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 messy, so I can I can see why it annoys you. I, I don't think that we're gonna I don't think we're gonna get yeah, to this. Yeah, I, I don't expect to sway you on this. We will always end up here. <laughs> um, so, um, so Zach uh, zaps Dean back to the present, and he's like, "This is not a trick." He says, "The time for tricks is over." Um, but Dean still says no to him. Mm. He's like, I still will not be Michael's vessel. Um, mm. And De- and um, Zach is like, okay, well, fuck you. And I'm going to take you to the torture chamber or something. I'm, it's unclear like what exactly he's going to do to Dean, but it's going to be unpleasant. And he's like <laughs> heading towards Dean with intent. And then Dean once again gets yoinked away. <laughs> um and he's with Cass at the side of the road. Yeah. Dean goes, it's pretty nice time in Cass. And Cass says, we had an appointment. <laughs> the scene is so good. Yeah. It's so sweet. And so Dean, who's just spent this like nightmarish three days in the future where he doesn't recognize himself and he mm-hmm. doesn't recognize Cass and he doesn't recognize the world that he's in. And then he sees Sam and Sam is possessed by Lucifer. Like to see this familiar face, he says to him, don't ever change. Like, Dean can't take it. Like, if Cass isn't who he is, exactly who he is, Dean doesn't want that. Don't ever change. And then Dean calls Sam. But what what do you guys think? Well, (laughs) I I hate... Thank you. I 
I, I would just like to say that I don't like when the show sets me up like this because I don't want to always be like a hello warrioring on the cast cast. I don't want to do mm-hmm. that. I want to talk about cast. But this, though, this is making it very, very difficult for me, which is just not fair. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what I have in my fair. notes. I've been I, I set have up. In my notes, like, I don't want to just like, because this episode is obviously also really about Dean and Sam. Like, that's a, yeah. obviously, it's set up at the start. It's, you know, we'll see it in the next scene. It's, you know, brought home. But mm. the insane, like, sequence of events of them being like, Cass is, he's gone to literally the end of the earth for Dean. We only just saw them kind of be friends. We don't know how that like played out. And then like this scene to kind of top it off the way they are acting. It's like, he's so excited and relieved. And then Cass is just like smiling at him like that. Like I'm trying to be normal, but like. He's already very fond of Mm -hmm. him, right? Like he's, he just, he, he treats him in a very, very like, and, and that's one of the things is like, we will always end up here is a little bit scary to me because Cass does end up scarily devoted to, if not Dean, to the Winchesters. Like, yeah, I, it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird to me. I don't love that. I like, um, not weird, but like, I wish he had more chance to be living his own life. It's uh, like his love language, you know, like, yeah. what devotion? <laughs> I, yeah, can I tell you like, a that's, that's his mine? like frame frame of reference like for like having you know people in his life like that's the angel kind of textbook yeah totally i completely agree can i tell you something Mm. yeah it's very sad i have a unrelated i have a pet peeve when of when people are like this is my love language and it's like well actually that's one of the five love languages i identified and it falls under those categories if you (laughs) when people are like my the semantic attacks in this episode. When, like, when people are like, my love language. No, this is just something that happens online that pisses me off. People are like, my love language is food. And it's like, so your love language is either acts of service or um, like <laughs> quality time. Or Ilsa, language is fluid. People can say things if it means something to them. That's how <laughs> words makes work. makes me so mad. I'm like, there's a reason that they called it that. Where they have the, There's no whatever. reason that we call anything that. We we make up reasons for literally everything. So I don't care if, if someone thinks food psychology. is their love language, it's okay. It's it's fine for them. I just think that it's exactly. Anyway. Okay, I zoned out. <laughs> I'm zoning back in. Come back. Okay, I will say it's distressing. Um what's uh, distressing is that I understand Cass. But it can't be denied that in the show, he is basically stripped of all uh, Mm -hmm. self uh, determination and like Mm -hmm. basically just is totally devoted to the Winchesters and Dean and will do whatever the Winchesters slash Dean says. Yeah. Um, And it can't be denied that that is what they put on the screen. However, I understand Cass in a way that they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And... It's just, like, distressing that they don't actually take the time to devote to cast to explore, like, sure, maybe, you know, following... I can't wait till we get to season six because, like... Yeah. And seven because pretty much all of his character development comes out of, like... It's actually very crazy. So it's, like, season six, season seven, he's a bit out of commission. Season eight, more shit is happening to him. And then season nine through season um, 15, that's, like... 
all of that is in reaction to what's happened to him from season four to season uh, yeah. through eight. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that those are, like, all really important parts of, like, understanding who Cass is. But anyway, we'll get to that when we get to that. I forget what my original point was. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going in the recap, okay? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um... They have this great... I, like, can't talk about the scene without smiling. I just, like, really yeah. love it. And also the lighting is really good. It's a bit purpley, which purple is my favorite color. Love to see <laughs> it. I'm a purple girl. I think we define girls as, you know, like, wolf girls or horse girls or dragon girls. I think the purple girl needs to be a part of that as well. Yeah, I think that's a good um, point. I had a friend who was a purple girl growing up. That really yeah. resonates with me, Jess. Like, when I, could, when I was young and I could choose my wall paint, purple. Bed sheets, mm-hmm. purple. I'm oh really gosh. feeling that. Purple. Two purple yeah. girls? I still have purple Hanging sheets. out with me? Two purple girls? A little me? But I think, Ella, you have pink hair. That indicates a pretty strong pink girl no, alignment see, that's, to me. You would think, but I think I am more a purple girl. Um, <laughs> She's it's like, like purple and pink. Like, together. They're friends. Yeah. <laughs> so she's, she's adding to the vibe, but she's not trying to steal it. I've got a palette. Also, I do define you as a blue person. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that like I resonates with you. Fair. Yeah. I, okay. I'm I'm, pre- I'm pretty blue. Uh, I was I was a bit of a turquoise. <laughs> I was a bit of a turquoise girl when I was a kid. Um, oh, turquoise. Turquoise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something about the blue green, the aqua of it all, really spoke to me. Um, oh sure. But yeah, I like a, a deep bright blue right now. It's me. Oh, I like that. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so Dean calls Sam. Um, They meet up next to an overpass, and Sam shows up in a Lincoln Continental, which is a very important car to me. But (laughs) this is not the same. I thought for a while that this is the same car that Cass ends up driving in season nine. Um, And they are both Lincoln Continentals. This one is a 1975, and Cass's is a 1977. So they got two of the same make and model separated by two years. (laughs) Um, and Cass's is a Mark V, so I guess that's, like, a little different. So it's not the exact same car. Jess car corner. Like I'm so glad that you got to have a little car corner there. I was wondering yeah, if been we dying to talk about today. that. Yeah. I was wondering <laughs> if it was the exact same car, because they, like, to me, look quite similar. But two years apart, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so they show up, and, uh... I don't know. They reconcile. Dean gives Sam back the demon knife and he's like, we should actually stick together. He doesn't tell him what happens. I don't know if he does, you know, like between episodes or whatever. He doesn't Mm. tell him here. Yeah. Give him the story. But he says, uh, we keep each other human. And so the boys are back together. Uh, They're going to, you know, be the dynamic Winchester duo. There we have it. That's the episode. Oh, you know what was cute in this scene? Uh-huh. I found a lot of the brother drama um, in this episode a little corny, but this was cute mm-hmm. when Dean is like classic old brother nonsense uh, or older brother nonsense where he's like, I mean, you are the best is the second best hunter on the planet. And Sam like does yeah. this cute little like nod and like grin the, the way you do like it's yep. a little, like, oh, silly, you know, it's like the classic break the tension with the joke. Yes. At your expense. Sibling. thing. It's a very much a sibling thing. And I was like, yay, yeah. brothers. That's nice. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Um, And I do like this, uh, this, this line, we keep each other human. I think that's like kind of an interesting, so interesting. point to make. So yeah. untrue. Um, because that is what Dean was trying to do, uh, in season four, yeah. obviously he didn't succeed, but 
he was trying to do that. And then like here, he considers the Dean that he saw in 2014, not human. Like he's not just saying that to like Sam, like, Mm. like we, I'll keep you from becoming Lucifer, keep you human. He means also himself. Like I, Mm. I'll, you keep me from becoming that scary broken man who is like willing to let anybody die. And, Ooh, it's also, you know, like Dean is willing to sacrifice all these people, but the whole reason that he's like opposing saying yes to Michael is because he's trying to protect humanity. Just like the Mm -hmm. innocent bystanders of this showdown between Michael and Lucifer. Like, Mm -hmm. So for Dean to then, like, not care about sacrificing all of these, like, innocent people, his friends, and just letting them die, like, that's a total, like, counter to what Dean's principles are. Yeah, it's really interesting that he has, like, characterized that version of himself almost, like, as a monster and not as human. Mm -hmm. Like, we've talked about this Mm -hmm. before, how the show will often, like, be very black and white about what a monster Mm -hmm. is and then, you know, what a not a monster is and it's like he's <laughs> yeah he's, he's seen that version of himself and gone that ain't me like i can't become that right and then and then that's even more interesting when you get into like later seasons dean like oh, that yeah. era dean where um <laughs> besides being turned into a demon he's quite <laughs> shitty and it's like it's funny how close yeah. it almost ends up to be i know um, at certain points with this dean yeah they align Absolutely. way too closely for my comfort. And it's like they, it's like, I feel like they should have like at least like once in a season had a moment where they were like, do you remember when we wrote this, there was this episode where they go to the future and we were like, this is what you don't want to become. Should we go back and refer to that? <laughs> should we yeah, refer I think to that? It's, Just it's, check. it's all, it also shows that like, you know, we always joke that like Dean is now the main character, but it's like they have put yeah. so much thought into his characterization, and um, mm-hmm. I think it is like a testament that they do end up similar because it's kind of showing like, hey, you know, Dean, this Dean plus trauma, trauma, trauma equals the same kind mm-hmm. of result, and it is very modeled off, um, you know, John and all that bullshit. So yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's it's yeah, it's good. Um, it works, but it sucks. Yeah 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 it's like yeah oh i think something that i wanted to say at some point was that like this dean in the future is pretty similar to john um yeah which is like fun you know yeah parallels yeah we all have parallels (laughs) (laughs) clap if you love parallels um (laughs) it it very much is he is giving john he's giving like you know marching (laughs) orders he is giving um Focus on the mission at Focus any cost. Focus on the mission at any cost. What yeah. is the, the, the greater scheme of this? Let's let's look at what actually matters. And then what actually matters, you don't get to pick for yourself. He will decide. Mm. Yeah. He is the one with the final say. And he will do what he right. wants to or has to, in his opinion. Um, his way or the highway. Yeah, to get his way. Oh, the final thing that I want to say is mm-hmm. that, like, Old Dean says to Dean when they have that showdown that I really love, he's like, but you won't. I didn't. That's just not us, is it? Um, And he's like specifically wants old Dean to do it differently and say yes to Michael. But it's like, I don't believe that this is Dean because Dean, when faced with all of this stuff, like he finds like another way out. Like 
it's not just like saying no or saying yes or whatever. He like fine. It's it's a secret third thing. Okay. Like, yeah. Which I don't know. I, I feel like that. Like mm-hmm. I'm already like coming. Like I was watching this with the intent to be like, <laughs> with already the idea that like this is not the true future mm-hmm. of just like the natural fallout of these events, but that this is something specifically that Zachariah like concocted in order to get Dean to do what they want. So like mm-hmm. that to me, like by the end of the episode, it's like, yeah, but he's like finding like a third path to like avert all of this. And like, not just like say no and let Lucifer like take over, but like mm-hmm. say no and destroy Lucifer at the same time. Defeat mm-hmm. Lucifer if they can't destroy him. I guess because the show hasn't been specific, like that's you know that's the fun of talking about it. I guess like like mm-hmm. you said, like he, it, it seems like even what we know of Dean, like by the end of the series, we think like oh like would he ever really be that cold, that like ruthless and. Uh, mm-hmm. very much like a John um, parallel, but yes, because they don't, it, yeah, like they, they don't describe exactly what happened. It's kind of like um, up to us to imagine like, mm-hmm. you know, what, what losing what Sam, him, yeah. losing Bobby, mm-hmm. losing like any stability, like, um, and just the, like, I guess the day to day of like managing that kind of situation um, and then, mm-hmm. like, the regret of not saying yes to Michael, like, all of that confounded. Like, yeah, whether it's Zach imagining this or it's an actual, like, future, like, it's, yeah, it's still interesting because it's, like, we don't really know why he turned out like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it still feels right, It like, which is funny. Yeah, I, I it, it does feel weird to me, like, if this is a trick, then how did Zachariah get him that right? But if it if it's not a trick, then Mike just said, why um, does, doesn't Dean say, hey, secret third option? Or why doesn't Dean mm-hmm. say, well, we came up with a secret third option? <laughs> like, why didn't do they do that? you think that's because maybe the, like, the end of the season is the secret third option? Like, they're trying to mm-hmm. be like, look, this is the problem we have. You know, you have to say yes to Michael, or if you say no to Michael, something different's going to happen. And that's the, that's the, tr- the question. Right. And so but, they're I mean, like the... kind of holding back because like mm. that's part of like they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. Like that's that's the end of the season. Do you know what I mean? I get it. I get what you're saying, yeah. but I w- maybe I would that's why they to... didn't address it, I guess. Yeah, I would love to think about it from the perspective of like um, within the show, like what, why are they doing that it that way? Yeah. Yeah. From within the show, like um because i know things can get quite meta with with supernatural a lot and it kind of does set itself up for that especially towards mm-hmm. the end of the show like it costs a whole new thing over the show where it makes you question everything um but uh like while we're here i think it is more fun at least for me <laughs> and easier to consider it from a point of view where it's like why does it make sense in that moment in the show. Um, I, I like to treat it like it was intentional. And I know I know mm-hmm. that sometimes it's just like what's convenient. But, um, mm-hmm. and I have definitely been like, oh, they just did that because it was easy. I'm being very much mm-hmm. a hypocrite. I just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here to talk mm-hmm. about, I guess. You know, the, the gap mm-hmm. between what the show is trying to do, what it, we feel it does do, you know, that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the good stuff. 
What do you guys think in total of of like Cass's thing here? Like his whole what do you guys think? It makes me so fucking sad. <laughs> yeah. Um wait, I just want to read Cass's little his little sad little speech in the car. Oh boy. Um uh-huh. hit me. He says Dean says, so you're human. Well, welcome to the club. And Cass says, thanks. Except I used to belong to a much better club. And now I'm powerless. I'm hapless. I'm hopeless. I mean, why the hell not bury myself in women and decadence, right? It's the end, baby. That's what decadence is for. Why not bang a few gongs before the lights go out? But then that's just how I roll. And I remember specifically, it's the part of, from like, why not bury myself in women and decadence to the end? That to me sounded exactly like something that Dean might say. Mm-hmm. So that's like what I meant by that. Um, I think that's a good point. Comment. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, but it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad because this is like Cass, like at the end of his rope, he's got nothing left. And what I appreciate is that we actually, we never, like Cass never reaches this point. Like he becomes mortal or slash is re-angelified and then starts losing his powers but like he never gets to this point Mm -hmm. which i think is also like this was specifically designed to make dean feel as unmoored as possible so okay i I think i I like that we have two interpretations of it i I have present Mm -hmm. on the cast cast because that's nice um (laughs) yeah like i'm not sure like whether like one's right or one's wrong i think it's really interesting that there's like kind of yeah yeah two things that that feel right but they they don't match so i yeah it's Mm -hmm. and that is ella presenting the secret third option what's up (laughs) schrodinger's Um, do we feel like we've said everything that we want to say are we ready to outro i think Um, so this episode's crazy it's crazy that they just did that (laughs) there's a lot going on it's very ambitious and i really like it yeah we can probably elaborate on uh, what we didn't like and what we loved a bit more. Um, who wants to go first? Letting me know <laughs> what's making them salty this week. I think. Uh, do you mind if I go first? I'm here. I'm ready. Please go, please. go. I think, and this is a silly one because, like, I've already mentioned how much I hate how creepy Cass is with the women. Like mm-hmm, the way yeah. that the way that the the women in the camp are written is a little weird. So maybe I have two salt mines. I come yeah, to it you. Sucks. Um, <laughs> It's like, oh, they're just there to be like, yes, they're kind of warriors, but they're also just like, they're like a a, a prop to show, I don't know, yeah. the way the lives of the men work or how. They're like yeah, they're not props. given like enough they're time like to kind props. of have, yeah, more depth. Yeah. They, but they're not even not enough time because you, I mean, they did something, a little bit of something with Risa, but I wish that they had just not had her try and slap like it was such a silly joke yeah anyway it was for nothing but i'm gonna go with my teddy salt mine um and i'm gonna mention it also i don't like and it happens twice i don't like Cass calling dean um our fearless leader it's so lame <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's lame i feel and like I, he's I being like it. sarcastic you don't feel like yes. it's like it still sucks it's still so stupid i'm like <laughs> you sound so stupid shut up but anyway, that's that's my. What about my you, Jess? Line. What's making you salty? Um, I the reckless insouciance. <laughs> I I I hate it. I've always hated it. I really, I know this like isn't popular. Everybody's like, if you're 
pedantic, like just understand that, you know, it, as long as the meaning comes through. But guess what? I don't adhere to that. No. I think that <laughs> you should speak as specifically as you can and you should use words that if you don't know what they mean, you know, look it up and make sure that you're saying what you mean to be saying. Yeah, I agree with that, so, Jess. I believe in the so specificity Sorry. language. <laughs> I'm agnostic on this. um um, how about you ella what's what's your salty thing um i i definitely agree with like like i really i really love this episode like for a million reasons Mm -hmm. but the kind of to try and get so much done to try and get so much story and so much meaning into the one thing like you know this is a whole different universe and it's we only have like you know 30 minutes there basically um mm. mm-hmm. they they've done a lot of like shortcuts to like imply certain things and i think like you said like cast kind of it's not that it's like cuz i don't like it's sleazy and like skeevy but um it could have worked like if it wasn't like as much like that like i it, there's a way to do that that isn't as gross. Yeah. Maybe it's just also like, you know, mm-hmm. we're in 2022, you know, the the standard for like what is creepy. They probably thought, oh, he's just, you know, it's uh it's a consensual thing, you know. Right. They're all like obviously into him because like like the, the sh- like the show always implies like Cass is so hot. So, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah like these women are up up for it. <laughs> Um, but I, I think like, that's kind of where things like, I don't really have a specific thing, but, um, just the general kind of theme that they kind of Mm. things, it's almost like things are rushed, but I'm not really sure like what they could have done to like make that any better. Cause I think that's just kind of like, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, just like the idea that Cass would need to resort to like skeezy pickup artist type. Yes. Coercive. Yes. Lines. Yeah. It just like sucks because I feel like, but it's like I also do kind of dig it because it's like look how look how look how fucked up he is like he's yes. this is so not cast like that works for me I just hate it oh yeah like if the show was a bit mm. normal about sex then like maybe this could have read a certain way but like kind of what the, what was happening last episode as well like and then like bleeding into this it's like. They're weird about sex, so anytime they're gonna like try and use that right. as like a plot point, it's gonna feel weird. Um, even if the like well, bones like, of yeah. the plot make sense. Yeah. What I don't get because I feel like what it comes down to. Um, sorry, Elsa, I gotta get this thought out or else it'll Say disappear. It, please, um, Pro- yeah. What it comes down to is that it's like Cass needs to make these women believe that if they th- because they're seeking like enlightenment or whatever, that's why they would end up having group yeah. sex versus just like. People have group sex because it's fun and they want to. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. this idea that, like, they need to be, like, coerced into it because no woman would, like, want to participate in an orgy. And it's like, okay, that's not true, but you can't <laughs> yeah. be normal about things. So I guess that's why we end up here. Right. I think it's, like, but- I don't know if it's particularly obvious as well, like, from reading DTA that, like, they didn't have to do it like that. Like you said, people... Yeah, want to have sex, especially people who are in like an apocalyptic <laughs> right. situation. Like, what else are they fu- gonna fucking do? They, there's no yeah. Tumblr. They like, what are they gonna do? Um, <laughs> they um, like, he is very charming wait, Elsa, and like likable so and stuff. Yeah, I'm trying so hard to get <laughs> go. 
Nobody will let me. I'm banging at the doors, but no one wants me to say anything. Go, Please go. speak. Uh, what I don't understand is why not just, like, uh, show the aftermath and, like, maybe, like, he, like, uh, is sprawled on the floor and, like, he tosses a girl a shirt and there's a couple of other girls around. Um and like also in the process of getting dressed or like Dean runs into someone who is like still getting dressed, walking away from the cabin. And then as he comes in, like it could also be funny to see just more and more women like leaving. Uh, like that would be funny. <laughs> and then car style. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously I don't think everyone has to be women, but you know, like this is supernatural. I'm trying to be realistic for what their mindset was. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I just think that they were like, and if you wanted it to be like a joke about like group sex, I, I would have, or group sex being a way to experience like shared perception. Um, mm-hmm. I would prefer for one of the extras, one of the um, participants to be making that joke at Cass and like winking at him. Yes. Kind of yeah. like, like let it be yeah. a conversation Aww. to kind of show yes. that like that is also the mindset mm-hmm. that these girls are in, that it's not like. Not like a thing that he's trying to convince them of. Yeah, yeah. It's like Mm -hmm. they're all they're all on board. Like they're all like, yeah, exactly. Like, like, (laughs) and maybe it's like a joke that they kind of have about it, or maybe they're kind of doing it seriously because you know, like, you're like, eh, you're having a little Mm -hmm. bit of fun. But um, yeah, I I just the vibe was off. The vibe could have been better. That's that's basically my thought on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that's look that happens a lot with supernatural where you're like, god damn it. They've they've set up something that could be so great and instead they're a bunch of like 15-year-olds about sex and don't really know mm-hmm. how people really act and <laughs> like I know. actually don't think it comes to them being immature. I think it's comes down to them being incurious and straight men. <laughs> you know? Like this just like screams to me of like heterosexual dudes who like don't care to imagine why somebody would want to have group sex because their only thought is just like wouldn't it be so cool if four four girls want to like fuck me yeah that would be awesome like yeah. i think um, that's such a fair point say that thank you you're welcome yeah it's 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 like <laughs> it's the it's this like it's this different word for the same point i guess they just don't get it they just don't yeah. get it yeah. they, 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 they just don't get it like it. we do like they just don't get it should we um uh, can we get in some some love zone yeah yeah i was gonna yeah. say um ilsa what is in your heart locket my heart locket, I have a very simple one. It's the needle drop at the start of the episode. It's um, Do You Love Me by The Contours. It fucking rules. It was also in Dirty Dancing. That fun. That's mm-hmm. that's very fun for me, that association. So imagine you're Dean. You love Dirty Dancing, obviously. Look at him. He does. <laughs> Don't tell me anything else. It's Patrick Swayze. What does he, he say? has a thing about it. What does he say? He's like, Swayze, Swayze always, always gets, a gets a pause. He loves Dirty Dancing. Um, sorry, <laughs> Jess. I hope this is not annoying for you. Um, I enjoy dirty dancing, so I must. My sister loves dirty dancing. I I hadn't I didn't see it for like years and years because everyone was like, I I grew up in a certain way, um, but <laughs> <laughs> I saw it eventually. I think I was like eighteen. And I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. And then I saw it again when I was like twenty one. And I was like, hold on, this is the story of like a girl and her. Um, <laughs> Her love interest is a male sex worker, and it's like mm. this is the yeah, 80s. it's surprisingly, it surprisingly progressive, pro- yeah, mm. um, very much so. And it, it, it's approached with like 
I think, a fair amount of nuance. Um, mm. And I, I think Dean would have felt a lot for it. Like, I don't even want to talk about things that Jensen Ackles said in 2008 um, <laughs> <laughs> about implications about how Dean makes money. But um, I do think that Dean would have re- uh, related a lot to the idea of like, there's this one monologue that uh, Patrick Swayze's character has where he says like, one month I'm eating like, I think he says jujubes <laughs> um, <laughs> for breakfast or, or like, uh, like all I have to eat is a, is a like a, a, a packet of jujubes um, and the next month women are uh, putting diamonds in my pocket. Like that sort of instability. Um, hmm. and the weird disconnectedness that you have to like, I think, anyway, this is, this is getting into Dean studies territory, but it's not about that. I, I think, imagine you're Dean, imagine you're Dean. I'm just thinking like, is, is Cass, is Dean baby and Cass, um, Patrick Swayze, or is it the other way around in a dirty dancing AU? <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about that. <laughs> Because I would need to, I would need to sit you down, and we would have to have a conversation. Okay, we'll table that for later. We'll table that for later. Yeah. Um, but uh, imagine you're you're Dean. Um, fucking crotones are after you. You're running too fast for the crotones, but only just. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and the fucking national guard or the military or whatever they show up, they start like. Somebody cracks open uh, a bottle of something and someone else flips on the music and they blast into this abandoned, like, square. Oh. <laughs> they, they blast Do You Love Me by the contours. And um, you drop, you hit the decks. And meanwhile, you're oh. like, where do I know that song from? <laughs> and then <laughs> on your way out, you're like, it's fucking dirty dancing. And then, yeah, that's my way too detailed mind palace i didn't have to take it out it's a great needle drop it must be said i'm pretty sure it's on my it's really fave needle drop playlist that i made really so, good yeah. really good i liked it a lot it, and and that takes me into what uh, i actually love about the episode is the style um like i mentioned earlier with the deans reaching for the gloss furthest away from them i think that's really good it's a really good way to make it look like it's one scene not just two scenes put on top of each other easy easy mm. because the camera's in the same spot and there's Jensen Ackles is in two spots and they he doesn't interact with himself yeah I just think style wise it's done pretty good except for the part where Lucifer is wearing a white suit and horrible white shoes and he holds a red <laughs> rose that's awful I, ha- I wish that but yeah that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about you Jess the Lucifer stuff oh boy oh boy <laughs> um <laughs> mine one, I want to say, um, I'm hapless, I'm hopeless. Just, it's good alliteration, really good. Reminds me of Taylor Swift rhyming cardigan with car again. It just, <laughs> it's so good and right. Um, <laughs> but then I also just like, the whole scene where Cass gets him back and he's like, we had an appointment and they're so fond of Aww. each other. And like, it's this really like grounding, reassuring moment. It's just like, I love it. I just mm. love it. Also, okay, it's. <laughs> this is a, one of those multifaceted heart lockets that we talked about previously. I that yeah, I got this thing's got open. <laughs> like, sides on sides. <laughs> um, it's all of cast in 2014, in 20, 2009. Um, 
Oh yeah, it's just it's I just like good. every single every single line, every moment. Yeah, uh, it's we, perfect. Yeah. I love him. We do have the classic. The voice. This isn't funny, Dean. The voices. I'm almost out of this. <laughs> right, a bit of confirmation. If we we talked previously of like what kind of phone does he have? So Jess, you are right that he seems to have some kind of prepaid. You buy the phone. It has like a certain <laughs> amount of minutes on it. <laughs> And it's almost out of them, which means that he's been talking to Dean on the phone. That's also, like, <laughs> Dean answers the phone when Sam calls him. He's like, Cass, I need to sleep. Like, Cass is calling Yeah, like, him. how much have Cass they talked on the phone between phone. now and then? Cass is, Cass is like... They talk on the phone a lot. Cass <laughs> likes his phone, and he has, like, two contacts. And he doesn't really know what to say to Sam, but, like, he hangs out with Dean sometimes. <laughs> so he calls Aww. him. <laughs> Uh, we were we were oh, so annoyed was, with a lot of Cass's oh, characterizations man. last episode, but it's we're it's we're completely back on board like with, with this. <laughs> I, Cass. He's like perfect and perfect. He's like yeah. so perfect in this episode. <laughs> Again, um, Ben Edland, uh, Cass Ella, understand tell us. Tell us the truth. <laughs> um, Sometimes oh God. he also wrote all of that shit that we don't like. So yeah, 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 shit. yeah. Sorry about that. But I really like Ben Edland. I think he has great ideas. I think that sometimes his execution. Is a little wobbly. Okay? <laughs> You're gonna say, say that it. to his face. I'll say it. I, I'll tell him that. You're like, well, Ben. <laughs> ben, I have some notes. <laughs> like, Can I call you Ben? Ben, I think <laughs> I think I have some things to say to you, and I'm sorry about that. But here we go. Ella, if you don't tell me what's in your heart locket right, right now. now, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> gonna well, like on one side is just like the entire concept of this universe and like the kind of um the implications that it all it opens up um for everyone's journeys and for like uh you know how important this kind of like the setup of this season is like what like the you know an an actual apocalypse like that has some stakes and i i just love the kind of juiciness of that um and then the other side mm. is just what you said, like Cass in this episode, like um, obviously the issues like with N versus Cass aside, like um, he looks so cute all the time. He's so cute. And he <laughs> is just so in character. It's not funny in like in our timeline. Like it's just, I, like you said, just smiling, thinking about it. Like the, <laughs> like the kind of um, like the one, two punch of the last two episodes of like, reiterating that they kind of have like a real friendship um and then the Mm. way that that plays out through this season is just great so yeah i don't know i'm just sometimes this show is good it has issues but like cass come on what's better than this what's better than this scene with cass indeed like what what nothing nothing is (laughs) it's just nice they are friends they like each other. It's oftentimes I think uh, in like the later seasons, things get so like bogged down interpersonally that everybody's mm-hmm. angry at everyone all the time or everyone's heart's broken all the time, um, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah, we get it. Things are sad. It's rough. But yeah. it's like, it's nice that right now they are just glad to see one another. It's nice. I'm glad. I like it. Yeah. It's a bit of like levity, I guess, after such a fucked up situation <laughs> before we fully wrap up i want to um recommend another inverse fic it's called epilogue yeah. by jane l and we'll put it in the show notes uh for you all to enjoy but it's um a little fucked up so you know mm-hmm. y- y- you know 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no archive warnings. I'm trying to look. Let's see. It is rated explicit, but no warnings. Um, and I just like really like it. It's really good. All right. That's very um, interesting. So, you know, go ahead, read that if you don't want to read. Uh, that's a one shot. Yeah, you it's don't. Like, if you uh, don't it's have a little time, lengthy. <laughs> you don't have time for yeah. 1.2 million words uh, that are still not done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Done. <laughs> this is completed 27,000 words. <laughs> I initially assumed that I wouldn't have time to read all of DTA. So um, I instead just read. Uh, it jumps between their POVs, and I instead just read mm-hmm. Cass's POV of, like, something that happens, um, which is pretty silly. It's the same way of, like, I watched, like, the <laughs> confession before watching the whole show. Like, I sh- that is not the order you're supposed you to do it. You have a weird... But- you have a tendency <laughs> to do things in the wrong order. I'm, I've noticed this when you read or enjoy media. Um... But yeah, so I recommend like probably not doing that if you want to like dip your toe into like the vibes of DTA and definitely reading fix like the one Justice said. That is, yeah, that's definitely a better idea if you, if it's too daunting. Okay, take us home. Take us home. Get us home. Alrighty, so we are going to be skipping um, our first episode of the season, um, 505 Fallen Idols, which is the <laughs> Paris Hilton episode, if anybody wants to keep that in mind. Um, I... I was thinking, like, it might be interesting for us to say whether, like, an episode is, like, skippable or not, because obviously, like, if you're watching the sh- like, if you're watching the show, I know I definitely skip this episode a lot, because, like, mm-hmm. the next episode and the one after are so interesting, so I'm like, let's, let's go, let's go. Um, but it is fun. It's a fun little, like, case of the week, and it's almost, like, uh, ironically a case of the week, because they're like, look, look, we're normal boys. We're just normal boys being hunters, and, like, the... <laughs> It doesn't work. Um, And, yeah, and so we're going to see you next episode doing 506, which is The Children Are Our Future. So that'll be exciting. That one's a bit of a fun one for Cass. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's an interesting way to say it. Some things happened to him. Love that one. Love this one. He goes through some stuff, yeah. Um, It's a fun one for, like, the lore of the show. A A lot of weird stuff goes on, and then it's also, like, a good one for... Why did they drop that thread? <laughs> but yeah, we'll find out next episode. Um, I think that's it, right? Nothing else more to say about this episode. Yeah, I think that's pretty much okay. it. Well, there's more to say. <laughs> Sorry, there's more to say. Do you want to say it? This is our podcast. No. You can say it. You can say <laughs> it no, now. There's not enough time. No, to you say. can't say it. We've been recording for th- nearly three hours. There's not enough time <laughs> to say everything that there will never. That's why there's a 1.2 million word. Uh, work in process or in progress mm-hmm. right now that's all i'm trying mm-hmm. to say there will always be more to say we don't have to say it yeah separus has already said it uh-huh separus uh-huh. is currently saying it but other people like L is also saying it and yes I yes our listeners can also say it if they felt like it um but yeah i i think we're done <laughs> Sorry. we have to be uh you can find us on twitter and tumblr at the cascast leave us a little ask or a dm on there to chat to us and then you can also find us um by email at thecastcast at gmail.com thanks so much for listening bye bye love you bye (laughs) you guys always say love you and i'm not ready and then i didn't say love you we did it episode in the bag dude
How have you been? I hear you've been reading um, a lot about dragons. <laughs> I have been. <laughs> it's um, really good. It's really good. I just like... So, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like... I mean, there's a lot that I don't like about the Game of Thrones universe, but sure. something that I would never try to take away from George R. R. Martin is that it is, like, an incredibly uh, complex and well-reasoned universe like so much of what we get mad about with supernatural is that it's like you don't you're not really considering this within like Uh. a larger like sphere that's literally never the case in um game of thrones like like this dude it's like every action has consequences and those consequences like reverberate through the whole world that he's created so that is like why it's so compelling that's but i got to the end of this book it's like 200 years of history and then it's like doesn't even get. There's like another one that's supposed to be coming out at some point. <laughs> I saw a post that you made about that. You were like, "Why do you do this to yourself?" <laughs> I could not believe it. I was like, "Dude, <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate being surprised like that." Like I love reading Same. books. I, I'm I'm not like I don't mind reading books that are in series, but if mm-hmm. I have to find out that it's a series at the end of the book, like I marched my little thirteen year old ass to the library. And I got a little book and I read the book and I get to that last page and it says like the end. And then on the next page, there's like a coming soon, this book and this book. And because you were like, what the fuck? Is that how it ends? Oh, no. And you know the library will not have the book. The next book. Yeah, it's so annoying. I've also experienced that, like getting to the end of a fic and not realizing that one, it's like multi thing. And two, that it's not complete. And you're like. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so fucking screwed. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's rough. Yeah. It's hard out here to be somebody who likes to read. Because do you know what is harder than reading? Writing. Much, 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 <laughs> much harder. Unless, the way some of these people do it, you would not be able to tell. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what is such a pet peeve of mine? When people get, like, capitalization wrong in fix. Yes. Oh my god, it's so annoying. So I hate when people capitalize angel, yes. hunter, heaven. Uh yeah. Heaven sometimes yeah, I can that forgive. is so annoying. Um, sometimes like heaven and hell makes sense, sometimes it doesn't. It just like depends on the exactly. context. But it always like annoys me. I hate when d- uh, like dad as a form of like address <laughs> is is not capitalized uh, or when you say his dad and then you capitalize the d. I'm like we, know, you like, know you, you covered this in school. Come on, you know you did. You know, you, just get Grammarly or something. Just run it through Grammarly. Just they will help For you. Real. They will help you. Yes. I do feel bad though when people have to be like, "Oh, this is unbated." And it's like, yeah. you did this for free. <laughs> it's, fine. Mm-hmm. it's fine. And then I get yeah. annoyed at the at the quality of the grammar. <laughs> it's not fair. <laughs> oh, and when people yeah. don't use their commas. Use your commas. Love that. Love a comma. I mean, like, you can run into, like, a lot of, like, a lot of irritating grammatical mistakes in fic. And it's, like, I do appreciate that, like, you don't need to adhere perfectly to, like, perfect Mm -hmm. written language and and laws and stuff. And I do, like, agree with that. But I also feel like you also need to sometimes. (laughs) Like, when I'm writing in like casually like on tumblr or like in messages to my friends and stuff like that i'm not writing like you're not writing writing right i'm just like it's whatever and like there are no language rules but 
for fic, I don't feel that way. I feel like this is like a written word. This you is a try word. To write as like understandably as possible. Right. And that's why, Please. like, because we have commas for a reason. Otherwise, it feels stilted and awkward and you can't read the sentence. The sentence doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. Put your goddamn. Even if someone says a question flatly, you put that question mark in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. I, like, need the overhead lights in here to be dimmed, mm-hmm. and then I put on the light behind the computer, mm-hmm. and then I have, like, a little, like, it, there's a whole thing so that I can get the optimal vibe. Right. No, the vibe is very important. People disrespect the vibe that, like, it doesn't matter, but it does. But it matters a lot, and I have to take my pants off because these are not comfortable. You have to get comfortable if you're going to be podcasting. Like, these jeans are, like, not good. Hi, Ella. Hello. Welcome. Um, Actually, they're great jeans. They're super comfortable. Yeah, Jess is taking off her pants. <laughs> but it can be alarming when you're a dog. I think a lot of things are very alarming when you're a small mammal of some kind. Um, it's like you don't know a lot of things. Right. This. And a lot of stuff is like happening. A lot of stuff is just happening. Right. Yeah. Right, and if that's, like, the only response that you can have, it's, like, you know. It's bark, bark, no matter what. It's bark season, all the season. Sometimes you can growl to change it up. Yeah. But. You say you went to Brooklyn. I think you just traveled to, like, another dimension. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we need to know about why... How Jess got tra- trapped in Brooklyn from the oh, movies. I just, like, it's totally my own fault. Um, I, I, um, so my friend was getting a tattoo and was like, oh, do you want to come with me? And I was like, yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, sounds fun. Um, and he was like, I was like, what time are we leaving? And he was like, we're leaving at nine in the morning. And I was like, okay, no problem. Yeah. And it didn't even occur to me that like an event that was happening starting at nine in the morning could ever conflict with an event that I was having at 6 p.m. at night. And then it was like 3.30 and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. I'm going to have some problems. <laughs> and then we were still like on the way to go see another one of our friends that lives in Brooklyn. And so we like stopped by for literally 20 minutes and then we were like leaving. But the thing about Brooklyn is that it's like the city uh-huh. and it's like There's traffic. hard to get yeah. out of. And then it's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> Listen, it it does sound complex, but you know what? I think we have to give you some room because as Ella did say, it is from the movies. I think there's something at play there. Um, exactly. Forces. Yeah. That's where disaster no, it's like from the movies happen. and TV and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think the first time I saw Brooklyn in a movie, it was the day after tomorrow. Um, that was fun. Jake Gyllenhaal wow. was in that. Yeah, big cool. What a movie. What a, what a flick. It was a fun flick. I think it was the first like disaster movie I ever saw as well. So I was like, I think more movies need to be this way. I feel like that one was really big at the time. Like, I feel yeah. like I heard so much about it. No, I liked it a lot. I won't lie. Um, yeah, it was fun. They had, they were so, uh, they were fanfic about everything. They had a... <laughs> They had a, a hypothermia huddling for warmth thing, you know? It was very oh, yeah, yeah. contrived, but, you know, they had a good time with it. Sure. That's what Hollywood does. That's what they do. They have a good, I'm sorry, I'm really sleepy still, so if I sound like <laughs> low energy, 
I'm just thinking of the time That's okay. that I know Brooklyn from, and it might be from Sex in the City when one of them moves <laughs> to Brooklyn, and they're like, "Oh my god, if you would move to Brooklyn, like you're moving to Brooklyn." <laughs> and now it's the spot for gentrification, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> incredible stuff. I think like most major cities in the United States, like it's yeah. I I just don't understand how you could also have been in like a different state this evening, like your <laughs> like your home. I now. could pretty easily get to two different states from where I am right now. I want you to know, I love the fact that you're saying that. Okay, yes. Okay, hold on. You guys also have states, right? Or you don't have provinces? We have states. Okay, that's what, okay. Uh, the fact that you guys have territories is very cowboy of you all. <laughs> I hope you know that. Um, I, I don't know why they exist. Uh, to have fun. <laughs> Sorry. That is like, they're states and territories. Don't worry about it. I, I'm just no. thinking now. I'm not really sure why territories are different. See, we have provinces, and I'm I'm just thinking, like, your states are quite big. How many states are there in, in Australia? Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's doing a quick count? Doing a head count? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight. <laughs> okay. All right. That's crazy that you don't know off the top of our head. We were, like, drilled. Uh, what like, was the last time provinces. I did Australian geography? I, I don't know, man. No, we were, like, drilled. There like, nine provinces, 11 languages. you got to know your shit. Uh, you know? They were just, like, this is yeah. Australia... Tasmania is its own island. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Figure that out later. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Why are we talking about geography? Tasmania. Jesus, sorry. Tasmania is crazy to me that that's a real place as well. I'm always like, what? It's really they got nice a little there. fucked up animal over there. That's cool. They had plenty more, but the British were just like, bang, bang, bang. Ah. Uh. Isn't that the tale as old as <laughs> British? <laughs> oh man! I'm like trying to get a like a good spot to sit. I'm like on Jasmine's bed. The dog bed? <laughs> no, <laughs> my friend's bed. <laughs> oh, the dog's Oscar. The the dog oh, does sleep right, here duh. a lot. I, I no, it's you have an inclination towards dogs named after flowers. It's not your fault. <laughs> we saw we spoke about a dog named Daisy the other day, and you were like enamored with this little animal. And um, of course, your dog is named Rosie, so of course you would hear Jasmine mm-hmm. be like, "This is a lovely name for a lovely little name." For yeah, a, I would name a big dog. Yeah, that. it's a great name. It yeah. makes sense because like Jasmine's are like white, like he kind of looks like a like a exactly bush or something. You know what? They should change his name <laughs> to Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine will both yeah. be Jasmine. You like human yeah. jasmine, dog jasmine? Love that. Um, I watched the episode that we're skipping. Five. Wh- which episode is that? Five or five? Uh, Fallen Idols. It's it's an episode. <laughs> it's a lot what is it about? I can't remember. <laughs> it's like the, the Paris Hilton oh, one. Um, oh, yeah. That's crazy. Okay. I like that it's one. so weird. Wait. I, I do. Yeah, like it's good, but I was like, how is this like the placement in this in the season is really funny and I think that's the point but it, it felt it felt weird. That's when Paris Hilton was free. <laughs> oh man, 
All right. She does a pretty good job. She like beats them up. Yeah, it's fun. I think that it's really fun that she was like, sure, I'll be in Supernatural. It's very American Gods. Yeah, very much so. Mm. Um, they were influenced. I, I think that's fair to say. Oh my God. My dad hiked 14 miles today. How much is that? I know. And he's doing 14 tomorrow. Gross, gross. I can never remember if miles are more miles than kilometers are more. or not. Miles are like... No, one. neither can I. Okay, 14 miles in... Miles are like 1.3 k's. Oh, shit. That's heaps. That's heaps? How much is heaps? Um, 22 k's. I know. He's not a young man either. Like, <laughs> he's going to be hurt when he comes home. <laughs> <clears throat> Tell him to take care of himself. Uh he won't. He's a real all-or-nothing guy. Oh, jeez. Jess, are you kind of like anyway. your dad, or what's going on there? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, the end. The end. <laughs> I'm Ella. What the fuck did I say? I'm Ella. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> I'm Ilsa. <laughs> Identity theft. Um, <laughs>